0: What's up, people? Sports gives number 94. 94. I'm Francisco, joined by my bud, Charles. Here, we're... We're the duo again today. Andrew went through a horrendous ordeal again. And he's not... I don't... I, I think he's... He's still got a pulse, because we did receive a message from him, at least that he is still alive, but I don't think he's coming in for this week. Oh, well, he'll be back. He'll be back next week. he will be a hundred percent again and be able to live his life unless he's going to go on that gigantic world tour that he was planning. Not sure. And uh, to
1: give ideas, world tour is what? Central Florida.
0: Yeah. So we're, we're, we'll see. Maybe he can call in while he's sitting, sitting, uh, Poolside, someplace, with a, uh, a virgin strawberry daiquiri or something, because you know he doesn't drink alcohol. Yeah. So,
1: as he's outside looking at the UCF Knights Stadium, yep. drawing a heart shape of his finger, because you know he's not here, so we can attack the Orlando fan base a little bit for another week at least.
0: Oh, he's gonna come back with a vengeance against us. Oh my, god, that's gonna be I terrible. terrible. <gasps> if he's been hearing this for the last three weeks, so that's gonna be great. All right. Sports over the last week, what did we watch? And I got to tell you, I told Charles already, I'm going to tell everybody else. I was, I was lazy <laughs> with regards to watching sports. I was real lazy. I didn't even watch the Panthers. That's how lazy I was. I was just looking at the score from my phone while I was watching, while I was re-watching Community because I haven't re-watched the show in forever. Or I haven't, yeah, so the episodes are semi-fresh to me now. Like, oh, man, all the jokes hit me again. So that's what I've been doing. I I only saw really one NBA game, the Heat versus the Warriors, which supremely disappointed us. That was the one that we both were watching it, Charles. It was one of those late-night so games. We so happy. We were uh, so
1: happy. Yeah.
0: And then, poof. Yeah. what happened? Yeah, I went you, to you, sleep yeah, I, had, you,
1: I was like this is a good night's sleep you, and then I wake up to some he, bull he sends
0: like, me oh, the wait. message yeah I'm gonna head to bed I'm like okay and I, I just stood up and then like yeah you, you, you set the text like what happened? I'm like same thing that always happens the heat failed to close at the end
1: this is why I hate West Coast games man I don't understand how people who could be literally fans of anything when you think of it to, for if you're on the east coast living the east coast as a west coast fan because here i am all happy and then i go to bed and i'm like we lost and these games are starting to matter now folks i would feel like the kid who's like oh my hamster's all good and i wake up the next day it's like my hamster's dead you know what the fuck what yeah. the hell yeah. man yeah Oh, yeah, but it's no. been a good week for the Heat, though.
0: Yeah, no, the they last couple of games played, was it?
1: but we could have had that win.
0: Yeah. Oh no, that one was that was in the bag. They beat the Lakers. That that I saw the end of that game. I didn't see the rest, like the first. I only saw the last the last really two minutes of that game. And I, I watched I, all. of them. They almost games. blew that one too. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it was partly LeBron doing LeBron things with that. That steal, but it was close. That was that was one of those, like, oh, here we go again. They're going to send it to overtime, and then we lose because we're gassed by that point. But, Thankfully, no Anthony Davis, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no Anthony Davis. Well, he keep losing to teams that are not 100%, which also concerns me a bit. A bit. A bit. Well, I, we're not necessarily
1: 100% either.
0: I I know. Yeah, yeah, I'm still I'm still trying not to get into the panic. You know, heat Twitter. Heat Twitter is just ridiculous. People are always in the panic button. Fire spell, fire Spoh! That's that's
1: always the, the ah, ah, number on. one mantra. Like, you, you can never fire spell. If Rick Carlo gets absolution, he gets absolution. You know that sense. So they, they have a unren check. I'm looking at. I'm just. I
0: just opened up the NBA. App right now. I did not know that there was going to be a play in round for the playoffs between the seven through 10 teams. For, yeah. For so, I mean, spots. we could still suck. Yeah. It and make something beautiful happen. At the moment, it's the Heat at number 10, which is, I mean, God, man, that's, they're 14 and 17. They played a lot of games. Uh, and then the Hornets at number nine, the Bulls at eight. The Knicks at seven. And there's not a lot of. I mean, the, you know the thing is, like we're panicking, but the Heat could just go on a run. and It's not, and they'll instantly be the number four seed because. But the, we the, the the Pacers at fifteen and fourteen. And sorry, Brendan, but the Heat win like three games in a row, and the Pacers stumble a bit. All of a sudden, they're fourth in the in the conference. And I was like, okay, it's not, it's not really panic time.
1: You know, I mean, we are also not at full health either. So I feel like we don't have that potential to actually know how good bad of a team we are. Mm. Um, because it's it's literally rotating. Or we'll have a guy there playing one game and then they're not there. The other Tyler, Goran, um, and then there's some days it's a uh, Gabe Vincent and then some days it's just Max Russ. Mm-hmm. And you know, my my heart breaking here because. I kind of feel like it feels like that big climactic battle in a war and you don't know you have your boys who are on their own separate thing. You just get some peasants and you're like, all right, you never held a sword before, we're going to go fight some people. Let's do it. And some of them are working. Um, Strauss is kind of, even though he went like three for 12 last night, but that happens because when that's all you have, that's all you have. Mm-hmm. But I, I wasn't so much concerned about, I actually think the heat one was great despite close to blowing it because there's a difference between blowing it and then, you know, coming close to blowing it, but you still get the win because that still is a well-put team. They don't have Anthony Davis, but what do you freaking do? I don't care. Right. Yeah. Uh, But you still have LeBron. You still have better teams. you still have better players on that team than what I think we face in the finals? I'm a hold to that because Dennis Schroeder is still leagues ahead of Rajon Rondo when they were going against each other. Um, Kuzma's, Kuzma's still there, so he's not great, but he's still very good in my eyes. So it, it was an impressive win, but the problem is is that what kind of team do you want to be? Do you want to be the team that's just going to exhaust everybody and still lose, or do you want to be the team that's going to pummel some people and win? Because I know what I'm about. Yeah. Um, and then now there's some traction of releases and trades. I, I guess we're going to little Heat Love for a second yeah, of so, Blake uh, let's go NBA. Let's we didn't talk about it last week at Cousins. all.
0: So let's let's go with it. Let's let's uh let's go with the wow. Well, there's Boogie Cousins. He's out there now. You know, and they, people have been showing videos of of uh, Jimmy Butler talking about how much he likes Boogie Cousins and stuff. You know, they got the same type of attitude in some sense, but But, of course, there's the injury history, you know, and that's... Yeah, I told you he's going
1: to pop his knees the minute he comes on. And he's actually playing decently behind Christian Woods. He's averaging about nine points a game. He just doesn't want to play as a reserve, and I get that. But you have to also kind of be healthy (laughs) in order to get more playing time. And part of the reason why you went to Houston is because you were a cheap contract and you could actually bring some fan base because there's still people who have traction for being a boogie guy.
0: Yeah, or... Well, if he could come to the, the Heat also have some pretty good medical staff, maybe they they find a way to, to work him in there. Heck, Greg Oden was here. <laughs> I mean, if he if we you found a way to him. resurrect that man for a little
1: bit, a little bit. But think on this. If you placed him, you know him and Bam could play, but they couldn't play Big men together because I think there's still a small thing. But I have no problem with Boogie replacing Kelly Olnick because I've been tracking it. And every time Olnick is kind of just shooting those wide threes, they shouldn't be shooting, and he goes four of eleven, we lose. The guy's seven foot. It's just he's not days. a very athletic, tall man. Whereas Boogie is. So that's where if you're gonna start, if you're gonna start your starting five to have possibly Boogie replace Olnick and then they could just interchange and bring back because sometimes Olnik and Bam do play well. And then sometimes it's a lack of reliable shooters. So, and I, I just kind of want to see what the lob would be. I, I want to see what we can do with Goran just kicking out to Boogie, who has still a decent mid stroke, man. I want to see what happens of it.
0: Yeah, I mean Kelly hasn't been doing so hot this year. He's been on and off. He's been. Some people have been. Now they're really, like, honing in on what the heck is wrong with him in some nights. And I think Will Mansell was talking about how it seems like when Kelly's doing bad he's fading away on his shots whereas when he's just kind of has a nice straight jump, nice full uh, follow through there he he seems to land his shots after that so it may just be some bad habit that's turned up a bit. If they can just kind of—he of, he was
1: always kind of—he was always kind of like that, though. Even in Boston. I know. And mind you, I think Kelly is a perfect second unit guy, mm-hmm. but he's got to be one of those starters on a team that doesn't really fully play starter minutes. And you've seen that—it's just time to adapt to it. I would say twenty to twenty-five minutes, sure. Especially if you get—I mean, I still want, you know, Griffin, because for some reason it, it's just one of those things where I know he's shooting like thirty-six percent. I know he's not in the best fantastic shape anymore to be doing lobs, but it just feels – and Jeremy Taché, one of our guys who's been on here before, uh, follow his podcast, Swinging the Mishes, and Jeremy Taché, he's also doing stuff for Fox Sports, great guy. We mm-hmm. love hearing him and reading his stuff. Um, I think he would agree with me where it's just like you just feel like if you put him in the right change of scenery, kind of like Randy Moss from Oakland to New England, it's a different kind of culture feeling and maybe something comes of it granted Blake's going to want to play those big adult minutes right and maybe
0: but I feel like if he
1: but he's not going to take a salary reduction the,
0: well, either well yeah that's it depends if he's willing and that's part of the thing with the Miami you kind of have to be willing to to be a part of the culture yeah. I think they can convince him I'm, I'm sure once he gets in there because he's going to come here and he's he's going to know it's not his team you know it's it's Jimmy, it's Jimmy Butler, and 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 Goron's team. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Jimmy loves Goron. It's the reason Goron came back. So, it, it's it's a culture thing, and it's it's Jimmy's team, and it's even not really Jimmy's team because he doesn't have to be the guy, but he's obviously the kind of spiritual spiritual leader because he embodies. I mean, end of the day, it's those team.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna put it down like that because there has never been a player whose identity is bigger than Spo, Even the big three are, I'm going to say right now. Yeah, his LeBron whole thing water and just fire. managing. LeBron wanted to yeah, fire, and, but uh, Pat Riley was
0: like, no, no.
1: And, and that says something, because I can only name three coaches, I think, that are bigger than our team, and they both happen to come from, I would say, I would definitely say Rick Carlisle is bigger than his team. Why? He's got like 12 years on that team, and, you know, Luka's going to be there for a while. Porzingis ain't going to be there next year, I think it's fair to say. Um, and then Popovich, of course, is the bigger than the He is the seminal bigger than season name. Um, and Spo and Pop come from the same mindset of culture. And it's so weird because it's tough to kind of say, like in football, it definitely doesn't exist in baseball, but in football, you definitely know the people from the learning branch, other coaches, Andy Reid and um, Doug Peterson, or, you know, Peterson learning on him, all these other coaches who go on to do things. Um, anybody from the Jim Walsh era is for the 49ers. God, we actually know stuff about sports looking at mm-hmm. that and how they have those or Bill Parcells and how the people who follow up on them. in basketball, you really don't, but I find it amusing that you have Spo and pop. who I think kind of instill the same thing. Give me good vets, hard defense, smart plays, no turnovers and best shots. I don't think they learned out of each other or Spo definitely didn't learn out of it. From. It was always Pat. Pat had a very different dynamic way of teaching yeah. than, um, Big pop over there and say who's it. actually they're doing pretty good this year um they're, they're i sixteen and eleven. anybody on that team
0: the, the spurs are 16 it's and 11 it's not, i mean they're not going to be a bad team so no, but i can't name you their... anybody
1: on that team uh, demar DeHonsee murray and demar DeRozan. he's still there oh is DeRozan still yeah ah, there we go yeah, of underrated I, that's right. he is there underrated i will say that um at 32 and i just always feel bad for him but he was a guy that I would have eyed if the price was right. But the problem is that he doesn't have that closure mentality. And I know it's hard. To, that's not a st- statistic that you really follow. That could be proven. But, um, cause case in point, look how it turned around in Toronto by getting one guy. Well, on paper, Kawhi and him are almost the same person except for the defensive ability and the shot selection. Yeah. But Heat wise Pop, but it's Pop's team. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's Poe's team, really. Uh, maybe I want Popovich. Just fire Spokane and Popovich sure. He would hate Miami. Oh, I think there's, Popovich there's, would be like, you have
0: milk here? There, there's no way. Um, he, he, no, no, Pop's, Pop's going to retire in San Antonio. That's not going to be.
2: He's you know,
0: going to. I, I don't know what Spoh's aspirations are with regards to, I don't know if he wants to be like Pat Riley and have his hands both in the executive suite and down on the, on, on the on the floor, but
1: I don't think he's as um, personable to free agents the way Pat was Yeah. because Pat's the guy that if you came in, he'd just show you the rings and you get it. And he has yeah. built winning teams on all spectrums. And it's such night and day with Pat as, as the executive, we, we don't count the first time. I won't count it because he, he made the moves. He fired, you know, Stan Van Gundy and he was like, hey, I'm in now. We look at how he was able to bring in that first wave of championship appearances with the big three. Because everybody was bros, and he capitalizes. he says, we're not, we're not dicks here compared to what you were doing in Cleveland and what you were doing in Toronto.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then the second championship appearance of the Pat Riley Spoh era that wasn't with the Big 3 was last year, and it was just a bunch of dudes. But It's just a bunch of dudes who we want them to be here to be here, and if you earn your paycheck, you're going to get rewarded when that one time is for a yes. new contract. Look at Goran. You look at Jimmy. You look at um, Bam himself in three years of playtime. So it, it was like a different mesh of mentality. The first go was more flash, the second go was more um, ten- dedication and tenacity. But um, I don't think that's in Spo because Spo a guy you want to work for. Spo a guy is not a guy that you want to um, want to chill around. I mm-hmm. think, right? Yeah. And, and I don't. I don't know personally. He's probably actually great, and he seems very involved. He doesn't seem like a. He doesn't seem fake. Right. I, I think I want to say that because there's some coaches and I'll give one because we mentioned Jimmy, um, Brett Brown of the 76ers. Who I'll tell you right now, I think he should have another coaching opportunity because when he actually had a real team built to succeed and we're not going to count last year's 76ers team because they're frauds, um, he was able to do something great with it. But what was it? He, he crossed Jimmy on the wrong way because it wasn't Jimmy Butler. It was James Butler. And anybody who's heard the show when I call him James, it's, it's kind of like a jab to Brett Brown and the 76ers. Why? Because the one thing we know about my ass is I'm petty, and I always jab on the 76ers. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, if anything, Spo would be that guy who is more of, like, scouting. I think he would be perfect for that as, like, some kind – not, like, a scout scout, but whoever oversees that portion, if we're going to take yeah. him to a front office, because he knows how to play minutes, hands down. No one knew who Max Strauss was. No one knows who's uh Vincent is. No one knew who Duncan Robinson was. Couple of years back, right? And it might have been heat familiarity in the past to just get a vet who's kind of popped his knees out a little bit and just give him an opportunity, not some guy who was undrafted in his first full year as a pro, kind of doing things going through the G League and then poof, Duncan Robinson, who's probably going to get paid handsomely, probably a little overpaid. But I don't think his agent, even though we're agents, we want to get the most amount of money for our clients, I think they kind of know where he stands because I do you honestly think Duncan Robinson would be starting? Anywhere else in the league, I-, I can maybe name like two teams. <sighs> yeah. He'll definitely be a second unit guy, and that's what sometimes happens. Uh, but Spo being something with Scout or an advisor, or even in a Jerry West role, why not? Whatever the hell Jerry did to be an advisor for all those Laker championships in Golden State. And I think it was probably player personnel. Yeah.
0: Yeah yeah i mean jerry yeah jerry west basically is a consultant on talent he seems he just has an eye for it so that's that's probably yeah i could see spo doing that and not really well shane battier's still at the heat i think so i think he was one of those guys that was up there because he was in player development so i don't and it seemed like he was more up there Because, you know, I see Zoe there with the Heat, but I don't think Zoe is more uh, from what I I don't know. I'm not sure, but it seems like he's just like a special advisor type of guy, you know?
1: I I think he would follow Jawan and the idea of trying to go and take their chances in college basketball, Hmm. which is a sport that's very open to getting former players as coaches compared to the NCAA football aspect of it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I, I could just see it. it because you have to think about it this way. Um even though you get a lot of former players as coaches, they're so usually point guards. See. And that's how you got like Doc Rivers that's involved, guys. um, Alvin Gentry and a few other people, but Patrick Ewing couldn't get a job for the life of him. You know, gun to your head as you're an owner, they wouldn't hire Patrick Ewing for whatever reason. So, he was the assistant coach in um Orlando, he followed Sam Van around and then he went to Georgetown. So, so Shane so bad I think, day. let's see, sorry. I just yeah, want to yeah. see what
0: his official capacity is with the Heat. He is the director of basketball development and analytics. This guys, a numbers guy. All right, so he scouting mm-hmm. for all
1: intents and purposes. Yeah, but that can,
0: that still translates to GM, especially if you want to go into the the future of analytics and stuff like that. And he's played the game too, so he's.
1: And, and I like that as a step up because some of them, you know, you know, LeBron wants to be an owner and then everything else, but sometimes it's not feasible for a lot of players who are very smart and. who who have high basketball IQ, because I would say that if you have high basketball IQ, you can translate to coaching well, and you can translate into front office, possibly. It's a big question mark, because if you're a GM, is your role in contract negotiations? Because sometimes it's really reserved for the um, the vice president, if anything, or the president itself. It, It depends on what's defined
0: there. Well, let's see. I mean, well, let's let's see. We've got. Let's have fun with it because this Jason Kidd, who's, who's who coached, and he's still an assistant with the Lakers. That's oh, a, guy with a massive high IQ. Yeah, he, he got a ring last last year with the, with the oh, Lakers. Goodness. So he's on uh, Frank Vogel's. That was one of those like, oh, if LeBron, you know, wanted to get Vogel fired, you instantly have a backup right there in Jason Kidd. I, I
1: forgot about because Vogel. Everybody, and this is the one thing about the NBA community: people forget how good coaches can be. You cannot count. I, I would definitely say you should not count um, Frank Vogel's run in Orlando because that was a farce. It's because some, that team was just churning out Alfred Payton. Yeah, that, that is not a team.
0: Yeah, some coaches. It, it really. Some coaches aren't meant to develop. They're just not. They're They're not meant to develop players. But the, the thing is, it's also what was he given? Was he given crap to develop? Because you know he had his his stint with Indiana, and there was he had a young Paul George, he had uh, um, Roy Hibbert yeah. on Roy that Hibber. team. Roy Hibbert. He, he knew then, how to utilize Roy Hibbert. Yeah, yeah. Then you had um, well, you had Lance Stevenson, obviously. The, the, and, but that was when those guys were young. And then well, the old guy was what and David West. He pushed the heat hard. Man. And then uh, Danny Granger. Yeah, mm-hmm. those those were the old heads, I guess, on that on those. Some players those we remember spot. forget right there. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, yeah, Granger popped up in Miami for like a I don't know how many games at the end a of the second baby. Yeah. So So yeah, you got some guys with high IQs. Uh, Steve Nash now is a coach. And of course uh, there's he's a guy with a high IQ in basketball IQ. Of course he got the job right away.
1: But thing is they're all what position? Point guards. Mhm. Yeah, it makes sense.
0: Yeah, it's like catchers in baseball, you know? Guys who have to kind of see everything in order to understand everything. Yeah, catchers in baseball. Point guards in basketball, that makes sense. And Yeah. So let's see, but Shane Batty was always known as having a high IQ, always a great defensive player. That makes sense
1: for him which i think you kind of yeah. want because coaching offense is i i never get like drawing a specific thing and coaching offense on it um and that's that's unless you're talking about um that final play which is a cut or you're just gonna kind of zag out and go for a three coaching defense is what i really say is the the biggin right there um, yeah. because it's just something that you don't get often and it matters. And that's where, who was it that was hired as the defensive coach? There, there was some, you see that sometimes in basketball where certain uh, coaches, are like, I suck at this. So this person is going to be hired as an advisor to it. But they don't call it like the assistant coach. Well, I remember, really
0: thing. I remember when we, when he had, when he had Brendan on the show, Pacers writer, when he was on the show and he was talking about Nate McMillan, how Nate McMillan <laughs> knew how to coach defense. He just couldn't get a, a, a a decent offense out of the Pacers. So you have coaches that are the opposite. Who You know, you can have the guys who run and gun like Mike D'Antoni. Knows how to, he knows how to coach offense, that's for sure. But defense, ooh. And defense is when it matters in, in the playoffs. But, yeah, Nate McMillan was one of those guys that couldn't coach offense. He was great defensive teams for the Pacers. Young Pacers team too. So, um, where were we? I was looking up. We we went far off into it. Oh no, but... we well then we were going into the NBA. That's 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 that was the the whole point of. of starting with that. We just uh, kind of shifted from the intro into the actual segment there of NBA talk. So,
1: I just wanna... as I'm taking a peek at um. I'm taking a peek at stat leaders as you're looking at some stuff because there are some names. If you told me Bradley Beal was leading – I knew he was going to score a lot because he really is your only guy. And, you know, Russ just likes to do a little bit of everything. But 32.9 points a game is freaking ridiculous, man. That's high and level. And I knew he beat Jordan for, like, most were 25 points or tied the record. But, man, get him the hell out of Washington. Even with that bad contract, it's just – he at least is showing that production. What else can you do? Because he's leading over on other people, and if it wasn't for him, you're looking at Embiid at 30. And listen, can I, I'm going to deviate yeah, this to okay. my 76ers of the fraud because I've oh, been holding on this for two weeks. You know. They're frauds, and you want to know why they're frauds? Because they have a fraud coach. They have an excellent coach in Doc Rivers, and he is excellent from start to finish – In the regular season. The man is impeccable. The man is literally, you know, a if you had to get paint from Home Depot and it was the color like you know that you needed specifically for your room, he is that guy. Oh, you want brown, you want puce, you want offset white, you want sky blue. It is exactly what you imagine. He is the real the imaginary to the reality. He becomes a distortion and a knockoff Walmart paint the minute it goes in the playoffs. And I won't <laughs> say he wasted the careers of DeAndre Jordan, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, everybody else, his own kid. I won't say he wasted it in the playoffs. All I'm saying is they got to go to Cancun and be on the banana boat a little bit earlier than expected. Hmm. And that was something when Steve Ballmer, who invested more than what the market price for the Clippers was, because it was the highest purchase at the time, it still might be, for a sports team when he invested the close M- to a billion. Maybe,
0: maybe the Mets just passed that right now with Stephen. Paul that one. I mean, by the way, yeah, we're, we're talking but, about billions here.
1: And he, Doc Rivers is a great leader. He dealt with the Donald Sterling situation um, impeccably well. He was able to be a leader for young men, but he couldn't necessarily get the production out there the only memorable win that i recall in his entire coverage of being a coach for the la clippers when when chris paul basically died or didn't die but lost a freaking leg trying to beat the san antonio spurs in the first round i think that was 2013 or 2014 yeah somewhere around yeah if i have to go seven years back for remembrance of things that says something oh i know what you're gonna say charles he's got an nba ring Okay, a lot of people do, but in the NBA, great coaches are qualified by multiple rings, yeah, anyway. multiple. Yeah, I mean that was
0: a well put together Celtics team. Remember, this and? was KG going for his well, his best shot of his life, the best shot of his life at an NBA ring. So you have to factor that into his, into what happened that year. Him and Ray Allen but- and Paul Pierce, all three guys just, you know, toiling. Alone, and then they finally get it together. It's like okay, this we but don't have a big window the, here.
1: They pooped the bed in what Whoa. 2010 on the rematch against the Lakers. They were they yeah, had it. It was s- game seven. Yeah,
0: yeah, seven games. They had
1: the lead, and there Pooh was the just bed, I remember the game the because dance. I put money on it. Or and was that to the they pooped. Not sure. It, no, because I think they won 2007. Well, Paul Pierce just poops all the time. 2008 was when you they know, won.
0: 2007, yeah, yeah. 2008, it was the window between to the 08 in 2012 with that or 2013 with that, that, Celtics that
1: squad so and he couldn't really do anything against us even i mean they're hard contested games and they should be hard contested games but you know who only talks about how hard their team played and they lost the fan base of the losing team hmm. plain and simple straight up and you know what you're getting so it is expected of a doc Rivers team to be leading these so we're just it is expected...
0: for the inevitable come playoff
1: time oh for the Sixers. i mean but here's what i'm gonna love the most they on paper looking at the standings and listen i am wrong about this. the humble pie is coming because i remember the things i said in the beginning of the season i said toronto looked dead in the water they're now placed in fifth i said phoenix was going to be Six trash because i don't believe in Devin booker and they're 20 and 10 at their fourth rate i'm going to eat that humble pie kids don't worry why because Sometimes you want to eat sweets, but sometimes you eat your veggies because they're good for you. A little bit of humble pie is good for me. And I still don't believe in them, Booker because he's really all I got. But whatever. Fine. I'll acknowledge it. But there's a strong possibility that those 76ers are going to go to the finals if things play out. And I still believe they lose because it's who you have at the top. And
2: it's weird to say the word.
0: I could see... This is this is just me dipping back into NBA history, but I could see them at number one. I could see the Heat toiling oh. right now. You know, not really San Antonio, Memphis vibes. Oh, or no, I'm talking about Heat versus Knicks nine when the Knicks went, made the the finals in '99. That that run, and the Knicks were number eight seed. And they faced off against the Heat, who were number one. Even though the Knicks, talent-wise, wasn't a number eight seed. But they were only number eight because they were dealing with injuries and things like that. And then they they kind of they got healthy at the right time. They got healthy at the right time and just kind of, they beat the Heat. And then they made it all the way to the finals and then they lost to the Spurs. I could see the Heat doing that. I could see the Heat kind of like, okay, let's, let's just, you know, uh, wade in the waters for now. It's well, float people, look, float for, about a little bit, maybe, maybe, but with this tournament, maybe not. I'm not sure because I, I can't can really happen. see the Heat finishing at a from a
1: realistic standpoint. But it, but it's too early to even talk about five through ten, man, because it's all within an arm's reach, you
0: know. Or no, yeah, I mean, because the Pacers are 15 and 14, and they're only two games ahead of the Heat. So we're not even, and even then, even though the, the, let's see, the number one seeds, the Heat are only six games back of the Sixers. And they're playing 72 games. Yeah. That's that's not even one, one mediocre run for the Sixers, which can happen, especially with a Doc Rivers' team. And the Heat get on a a little run for like a couple weeks and suddenly they're right One
1: mediocre, one mediocre thing for not just, you know, the 76ers, um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee does not look good. Like they got 18-13, but this was the team that was just god base, right? So I, I don't want to shift gears, but I'm with you on that too. And, and at the end of the day, NBA is about matchups. We you do get some upsets, not like hockey, but it can happen. Or it's the team that you don't want to play, right? Yeah. No, so it, team it's that, just yeah. interesting team that matches up well against you. And right now, I I'm gonna say it now, and everybody's gonna say it's a fanboyism, it? but you guys have to also understand we can be both critical of our teams and objective. But I don't think there's the biggest gap of talent between Embiid and Bam at this point, because Bam, you know that there's still going to be some production he's still to develop. Twenty-three years old,
0: so I, it's I not think we—he's not. Th- this is even. This isn't even his final form, like a Dragon Ball Z yeah. villain. <laughs>
1: For Embiid, even though he's 30 points and 11 rebounds, there's nothing really else he can do because it's not like he's going to line up to shoot a lot of those three pointers. He's only going for like three a game. Bam still so go. So if it's a few points more, then it goes down to defensive players. And here's the thing you got to know about great defensive players the best defensive player is the one who just doesn't get fouled out. So if, if we switch that game to having Bam be more. Um, Hosting up, getting Embiid to kind of just slack him. Now we're talking about mental development. Because, listen, Bam's not supposed to be a 30-point-per-game guy. Right now he's averaging 19 points, right? How I'm seeing it. And some people are saying, well, Charles, you're telling me that Embiid has 30 and 19. You're like 11-point differential. And I get it. But, one, what's the first thing we know? People play hard in the playoffs. That's the first thing. So that's why you see a lot of deflation in the numbers during the season. And then, two – you're going to compare 11 points a game bec- between two teams who have been max contract value guys, right? It is not as if we're doing a playoff comparison of um, point guards matching up, and I'll keep it to the West because the first thing I'll to mind, a Steph Curry versus a um, Lonzo Ball. That is a skill set that's vastly different, an offensive skill set that's vastly different. Um, I'll, I'll say right now, Lonzo is a better... Um, distributor playing simple, but also as part of the talent that's out there, he's also a better rebounder. But sometimes those stats don't matter when it's a one-on-one matchup, and that's something I, I never understood in baseball. We're like, oh, these two pitchers are starting against each other; they don't connect, man. Like, what are you talking about? Same thing with football, unless you're the NL, but hopefully they'll abolish that. And same thing with quarterbacks: it's Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes; they're not playing each other; they don't play defense. But in the NBA, it's a two-way street. But tell me honestly, there's a gap between Bam and Embiid. It is not a wide gap and it's not something I would necessarily be concerned about. And maybe I'm just you know, stroking myself because I hate the 76ers, but bring it all back to doc. And I know I've still a lot of your time, but it's bound to happen because you'd not have once or two attempts. You've had three. And I think what Philly and the establishment wants, does Philly really want championships or do they just always want to be in the publicity because publicity is good for a team. Because to always be in a, a perennial contender, at least for the oh, East, man. means maybe more high-profile games in TNT, ABC, um, ESPN. Those commercial details, maybe you get those
0: a, from a. I guess a, a justification standpoint, they have to be competitive because they went through all those years of. The process. Precisely.
2: Without have a to have face a of the team. franchise.
0: They have to have a competitive team yeah. in order to justify all of that losing. And they desperately want a championship because then it would be the ultimate justification. Like, oh, you see, the last decade was all worth it.
1: And you need a money mover because even Minnesota, which rightfully fired Ryan Sanders. I didn't think he was the right guy to hire. Nice guy, but it, there was ineptitude all around. Do I like the fact that he already knew the guy to get um, in Finch or whatever his name is? Eh, I don't blame them for just throwing away the season, just get your staff in, but it's kind of tough to fire somebody, bring a new boss, and have the directors there or the assistants there. I'm thinking of my job. But having the assistants there – I tell them the follow league, so that's a little awkward. But I can tell you though, take it what it is for the Timberwolves. You have a face of the franchise in Carl Anthony Towns. I don't think D'Angelo is a face of the franchise. Great player, close to great player, but um, been bouncing around too much that no one wants to hold on to. On winning um, but teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, for so even for the team that's going to have, and the Timberwolves have been bad for years, like the last three. Once mm. Tibbs left, it was out. Um, but you knew who the face of the franchise was because you need a face of the franchise to move the merch. And what was the face of the franchise in the 76ers? Michael uh, Carter-Williams. And that was for two years, and he was out. Yeah. And then and MB, everybody mean he's only really been playing real-time stuff for three years, when you think about it, because he's out for those first two years. And then Ben Simmons, you know my feelings on it. I like Ben Simmons' style of being a distributor because it's a callback, but Ben Simmons is a handicap in a in a negative way for your team if you know he can't take the last shot. A lot of his stuff is straight to a drive. Um, and here's the thing about playoffs. People learn how to plant their feet and take the charge. It happens so much. You've seen it. And sometimes there's also those no calls either, so you're going to put him on the free throw line? And he has not made the gradual improvements. It, is it time to do my fair? And Like I said, with all honesty, Ben Simmons is probably the final form of the DACA. Um, Andre, I forgot his last name. Damn it, you know who I'm talking about, right? Which one? He was big on the—it it, it blanked on me, and I made this comparison the other day. Um, He went on the Wizards, he was on the Denver Nuggets, the old NBA man ass? Andre something. No. No, no, not Gilbert. Not Gilbert. Um, more of a six-player, Andre Miller. Ah, okay, yeah. You know, that that's a callback. I, I feel like we're going to some deep knowledge of some things. Basketball wise, but great distributor. Sometimes can kind of score some points, but not with a jump shot. But Ben Simmons, right now at 24, is 15 points, 21 rebounds, 7.9 assists, and we care too much about PER, which is just basically the war equivalent of baseball. And (laughs) is that your guy? That.
0: Andre Miller. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since I've heard this name. Let's play remember to forget, right? <laughs> well, let's see. we
1: can we can do a pseudo thing. Yeah,
0: let's 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 take a look at Andre Miller. I'm looking at it right now. He's um, uh, played four. Look at all these teams. Yeah, he bounced around a lot. Cleveland, L.A. Clippers, Philadelphia, Portland, Denver, Washington, Sacramento, Minnesota. And San Antonio, you know your career is not going well when you have to make a stop in Sacramento. Nope. Yep. And oh, inter- interesting tidbit for Andre Miller. I guess we'll we'll look at him right now. Basketball reference. One of my
1: favorite older guys to watch, straight up. LA, especially play at Utah. Especially when he was with um, the Denver Nuggets in those three years.
0: Ninety-nine NBA draft, first round, eighth overall, by Cleveland. So, 2001-01, 2001-02, assistant champion, assist champion, not assistant champion. I'm like, what? And then, all-rookie team, his first year. And he is the only NBA player to have at least 16,000 career points, 8,000 assists, and 1,500 steals without making an all-star game. Interesting. So, there's... There's Andre Miller. There's your blast from the past right there. I remember, forget. So, let's see. 12.5 points per game for his career. 3.7 total rebounds. 6.5 assists. Yeah, 1,300 games. There you go. And 46% field goal percentage. 80% free throw. And 21% from three so, we know Ben can't shoot three-ball. So, the kind of might match up there. He'll, it, stick, around in the always... league. He'll stick around in the league. But,
1: yeah. His style of play just kind of shows it. So, for Philly, you know this year they had to kind of put the team around it because they let Redick walk. They let their other shooters walk. And I like Tobias Harris a lot. Um, but... He's like, he's not even a 1B. He really is like a 2B. No offense to bias. Please follow us on Twitter, fjodr Charles True, Dan Holes, Sports Goose, Cats and Sats, one of our, um, you know, our, our guests last week coming into, I'm thinking too quickly. I forgot his name, Johnny. There we go. Um, and a few other people, but it, it doesn't work. And so that's why they had to put the, the other Curry brother in there and a few other stuff. So bring it all back doc you got something what's up doc you, you got something to kind of build upon um so aside from them the other question i have is and this is to the east i guess we could talk a little bit about uh, west basketball as well if you want because we really haven't talked basketball in a bit do you feel that atlanta should be better than what they are because i've seen some of their games and i, can't. I don't know how i should feel about trey young I but i like me some clint capella i can't
0: talk about i i I'm... I haven't been paying attention that's why I was like that was the title of the episode I'm waiting for the NBA to get good I'm not sure yeah. it's not like nothing's compelled me to watch well the west games I've been compelled to watch the east not so much I've, I've you know it's the, some teams out west that do compel me Utah and basically the underdogs anybody but the, the, the Lakers Utah Dallas Dallas, uh, Dallas intrigues me they're 14 and 15 but they still intrigue me the, uh, the 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 Suns. The Suns also intrigue me as well, and of course, our, our lovely lovely man out there, Dame Lillard, in we Portland. Yeah, uh, NBA, he, they're literally going to make me into the second team because what, he's doing it without Western help. Conference Player of the Week over the last week. So there you go for for Dame Lillard, and th- he was the Western Conference Player of the Week and. I think James Harden was the Eastern Conference Player of the Week, so there you go. Those are the the two dudes that ended up with those for the NBA. But yeah, Dame Lillard doing his thing. Just it's it sucks that he's hasn't. I mean, people know about him that He's on finally on the cover of video game and stuff like that. But gosh darn it, man, he he's. I just want him to have one opportunity. One opportunity. Well, he kind of sort of got it when we went to the Western Conference final, but still that team was kind of, it was, it was a, yeah. it was a reach. Yeah. They they, because were, they got swept. Yeah. They were sputtering by the end of it, just giving it all they could, but just, just couldn't keep up. So there's, there's no way at that point. We're yeah, he's a basically
1: winner. the John Henry steel of trying to beat the machine and dies at the end. Mm-hmm. It, it, there is no big victory there, but, I will always love me. And I've watched a lot more Western games too, because it's in that bedtime for Charles, usually like 11, 30, 12. Um, But there's certain nights if I'm not exercising or I need to breathe, I'll watch what games out there because the West is just so interesting. And I've seen some of these games when it's the heat. I have not actively watched non heat games. That's for the Eastern conference, but Western conference Utah, because you know, I got that love for Mitchell and
0: compelling matchups and the teams are better and it's just better basketball.
1: It's, it's just so good. And I, I watch – and here's the thing. The teams I talk crap about, I watch it because that's how invested I am in Humble Pie. I, I think any it, the same way with Green Bay and the NFL, what did I do for an entire season, Francisco? I crapped on Aaron Rodgers. Mm. I crapped on Aaron Rodgers hard. Mm. I watched all the available Packer games when I wanted to because mm. I have to t- – I'm, I'm, I'm a masochist and I'm a sadist. I have to just take it, you know. Yeah, you know, might as well just say that my, my soulmate should be Peggy Hill. Cause she's Peggy when it comes to teams, I have to eat humble pie too. Um, and the same way, like I've watched some Phoenix games. I'm not impressed. Man. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I know you haven't really watched because we're not there yet. And this is why Francisco and I, Andrew, I don't think would ever say like short hockey season, but you and I will say shorten any long seasons because we know now that there's the meaningless games that are involved, but I would say in about a month, close to April, mid-March. That's where people are like, all right, now you have my attention. Now yeah,
0: we're right. If this NBA season was shorter, I'd probably be paying more attention to it.
1: Because there's more gravity to each game.
0: There's more gravity to each what game. What messes
1: right now. with me with the virus, virus is that the, the delay of games is like five games. So it's prolonging a season even though they reduced it to prevent. It from being a long season mm-hmm. it, it's counterintuitive when you look into it well,
0: the, NBA, the the nhl's had their their struggles with uh, that they're, they're, they're constantly changing up the schedule rescheduling things moving things around when something happens to one team or the other but they're still only 56 games so they can so they can afford to spread it out and, you know, they, they, they spread it out in that way. And you and once again, you're only facing your own division. So you're not even uh, – the NBA is doing a full – well, not a full season, but it's basically a full season. And 70 – they cut off 10 games. What, that's not even – and then they're like, oh, let's let's split it in half and see how things go from there. And then they added a – And then they're doing a, doing a stupid all-star game. Yeah, the playing round and stuff like that. So that's, Yeah, and they're, like, and they're doing an all-star game, which LeBron hated that they're even doing that.
1: It doesn't make i think they all did too and i find it funny that lebron hates it and then and fox hates it from sacramento because you have old meets new because mm-hmm. you would think for a lot of younger players and this is me reaching but i have to reach sometimes is that the young players will want to be in the all-star games because they're in the beginning of their career i don't think the older players lebron's 35 going on 36 man they they don't care because they made so many times, but they really value the health at risk. And there's been some reports and this is the only gotcha news I'm ever really going to bring up with us is that there is some of them who don't even feel like advocating for the vaccine that's out there. I don't necessarily blame them to that degree. Because remember it was easier to compel them to finish the season because it was stopped so close in comparison to now where I think there was, and we talked about it, we referenced it with Kyrie and you know how I feel about Kyrie. Essentially very, I think he's actually super intelligent. Twitter is just a cesspool of negativity and just not liking people who, who fight against, um, the conformity of norms. Kyrie sometimes puts his foot in his mouth, but a lot of his stuff was just not wanting to do certain things and put a risk because he understands that it's not in their best interest in comparison. And to bring it all together is that I think there was a lot more hesitation to um, play this season because you're talking about the full 72. You're no longer in the bubble. You're on the road. You might be concerned about contracting stuff. And then you had a star player who not only contracted it but lost family. I'm I'm referencing uh, Carl Anthony Towns. And I I, I don't want to make him into a symbol or a martyr. The man has suffered and is absolutely terrible. But I think players would look onto what – he has endured hardship that I'm gonna get on my soapbox right now. That is hardship that really, if there's no boy left in that man, because yeah. that is some that I'm gonna say right now. That's some shit that he has yeah. gone through, and I wouldn't want to put my family risk. That's the reason why people opted out. And I don't know, man. But the NBA has been interesting because I will say this: sports is escapism, the same way movies and escapism. So the fact that you and I can talk about. Basketball, and we can even talk about heat basketball, which is kind of tough. Heat basketball is like the equivalent of wrestling where Bill Goldberg comes out of retirement and wrestles, but you're kind of enjoying it a little bit. Or Sting comes out of wrestling, and you see him struggle a little bit to pull some moves, but you enjoy it. But they've at least kind of accomplished that goal. I think the line that might be drawn is when they're going to permit people from coming into the arenas and to do all that stuff i'm not ready for that i don't know about you and
0: you know the hate it, already if i know the... are gonna let i mean they've let people in already but now they're gonna really yeah. expand and kind of go to like a like because the panthers already let people in they're gonna basically do the same thing
1: so how, how are the players gonna feel about that um, and i know there's no fan interaction but then what happens if they go more lax with the media because that happens because now, are they going to do locker rooms? Because it's different vibe. If you watch them in the media press conferences, d- they ain't the they same.
0: Yeah, you know, but I, I doubt w- they'll they'll let them in the locker room at this point. This is, and they can do everything with Zoom and all that stuff. It's, it's fine. It's just like, I'm just surprised the NBA. To, uh, well, this, is a, surprised. this is a production <laughs> thing for me, more production quality thing. I'm like, why aren't these these Zoom calls and all that stuff? How come none of this is like in... 1080p 60 frames per second with with oh my god so bad with clarity of the microphone and all that stuff i mean you they do it for radio they do it for and yet like i I listen to these after whatever i get some people with their own computers a lot of people are probably like on their laptops whatever the the the, the media people probably on their laptops okay it works it does what i need to do it has microsoft word so (laughs) it does what i need to do with regards to that i don't need no fancy microphone or any of that stuff but you know like if if he ever let me into the, the the zoom call i'm gonna make sure my voice is well, nice and clear
2: I that's want
0: why jimmy you to, to get be Jabba
1: impressed. 75t headphones or, uh,
0: Jim, i want you know i want jimmy to be impressed with my voice you know he won't mean i'm you know i could buy a a webcam a nice a nice webcam that displays at 1080p and stuff so he can get a good look at me we can hang out afterwards and you know, my man crush. So now this is wishful thinking for me on my part, because you know Jimmy's a cool dude. Come on now, Jimmy's a. He's, he's got his own coffee brand yeah, for just
1: basically yeah. making it in the bubble.
0: Yeah, makes it in the bubble. Man loves to cook. Man, you know, he's a he's a man of the people. When we first came to Miami playing dominoes at the park.
1: Which people gotta realize if you don't live. One of my favorite things about living in Miami, just to give them some insight, because we can kind of since Levitard's now out, I know they're doing the podcast. Go, go watch them. Go listen to. Them, to go famous. follow them. <laughs> I, I mean, but you know, it's like I, I like to view it as well, step siblings. We're yeah. the younger step siblings. Oh no, siblings,
0: yeah. But. Oh no. Well, I see it as. Well, I even I already sent it to you guys over group chat. Like, looks somebody's gotta be at the bottom of the ocean. All right, let's own oh, yeah. it. Let's own the bottom of the ocean.
1: Let's be the angler fish. The let's be the, of the alphas ocean. at the bottom. Yeah, at the bottom of the ocean, with colossal the, squid. You know, our our predators. exactly. We we are what Ahab chased. I should make a folks. logo with
0: that. That should be our. That
1: should be Please? our mas-
0: That should be our mascot. Please. Yeah, we're, we're I'm about colossal that. squid. All right. Before before, um, before the Seattle Kraken come in and, and sue us up the butt for
1: for taking it from them. <laughs> <laughs> well, screw them um, to bring. Yeah, to bring it to that, like Jimmy just doing that. Living in Miami, one of my favorite things was seeing the little viejos outside the little liquor mm. store playing dominoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that culture that you invite into. Um, basketball's. I wonder what they do in Portland. I feel like that might be a secretary oh, team because I just weird, love man, Dame you, so much. You, have days. you
0: have you not watched Port Port uh, Portlandia?
1: Have you watched? Yeah. It? I, okay. So yes, I have, and
2: yeah, is it I, I watched bits of comedy? Of it, but here,
1: I liked it. I like – I mean, look, if you – for anybody who says they don't like Portlandia but likes The Office, they're full of crap because it's almost the same humor but just different development, I would say. My problem More is absurdist. I don't – More it will. It's there but it has it, – it, it's not – it's a comedy but it's not a comedy, I would I would venture. Um, just the feeling of it. It's been a while but I, I would agree with you on that. Um, what I would say though is I, I don't know if I like the main character. There's some comedians – who Which I just can never get to. Um, the guy. Uh, Fred Armstrong He's also on L El- yeah. Yeah, Fred Armson. He's also on El Spooky on HBO. My yeah. mother loves that. I couldn't get into it because it's something about Fred Armson and what he does, I can't break from it. It's the mm. same way how I feel about Rob Corddry. Every uh. time I see Rob Corddry, I want I, I don't want to say I want to smack him, in case he listens or follow us on Twitter, but I have to change the channel. I also felt the same way about Joe Lo Truglio until I watched him in Brooklyn nine nine as Charles. And maybe it's because my namesake, but he also kind of has like the same kind of last name as me if you really widen up my last name. Um so maybe I just look at him like I can't be this five foot three man with very side parted hair, because sometimes I part my hair to the side as a professional. Um but yeah. Portland, yeah, I know I know it's weird. You know, the same thing of, like Austin text, like keep Austin weird. Nobody yeah. used to live in Austin, so that's how I kinda go from there. Um, we definitely went off the rails. So, I mean, we're we're, we're we're getting close to the halfway point. That's why we're getting off the rails there. That's but, why we're getting off the rails. Uh, I'll try to gear it to the NBA to one thing. Do I want an All-Star game? Hell no. Doc Rivers, he's going to poop the bed. Milwaukee, what is going on? Because Drew Holiday... I and I could have told you not to trade for Drew Holiday to begin with. Because I like the, Drew, but all on a I
0: can't see the purpose of an All-Star game with no actual human beings there to watch it. Yeah. I don't I don't know what's... Unless, it's, it's in Atlanta. I don't know what what Georgia's doing i don't know if they, they're
1: letting oh it's in. to get james Harden there there lou williams that's what it's about gonna get the strip clubs and the chicken Yes. Yeah. because I, I, I don't understand
0: why why atlanta well i guess it's a somewhat warm weather for yeah right now warm weather location am i getting they're jermaine what?
1: dupree saying welcome to atlanta where the players play because that would feel so much better <laughs> than when atlanta hosted the super bowl and then have Outcast perform
0: Yeah, because – well, at least they didn't put in L.A. again for like the 40th time. Yeah, L.A.'s
1: had their time in the sun. And I'll say this about L.A. Everybody's panicking. Yes, I know they've lost like four of the last five. You're supposed to lose basketball. Even the best teams not named the Warriors from a couple years back lose. You have to take into effect that their team is injured, that – it, they also suffered because it's no coincidence absolutely no coincidence the two teams who were in the finals in the nba championship have the big stars that are hurt us and them because it, it was a shorter turnaround yeah there was no healing and they were playing injured to begin with
2: so yeah, it was
0: literally like they uh, they, they, uh there was the negotiations the cba and all that stuff and uh, and then finally like yeah we're, we're gonna do training camp in like two weeks what which they announced it. it was oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and then the games are starting. Games are starting. Everybody. Merry Christmas. Oh, okay. All right. Cool. Basketball's back. Everybody. And I'm like, I honestly wasn't ready to be like. For, I was ready. For, either. I was like, we just we're 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 still in the NFL right now, and you know, and I got NHL when they, when they came back. I'm like, okay, it's a new year. It kind of feels like it should start right now. You know, and they had the and once again, 56 games. I'm like, I can do that. I can do 56 games. I can do the regular season ending in May. Normally ends in April, like the NBA. But I can do May. It's one month, whatever. And then they'll they'll probably probably go to the bubble. I'm sure they're gonna have like a like a bubble again for the playoffs. I feel like that's what's gonna happen. They're gonna go up to Canada, do Edmonton and Toronto again, and then just kind of go from there.
1: And, I, and they're really hoping that travel restrictions come from a more lax area. But I think they also felt pressure from the NFL. Say what you will about how they mismatched everything that was the Ravens and nothing that was Cleveland. But they completed their entire season without a hiccup. I mean, there was hiccups, but there's light hiccups and there's big hiccups. There was no canceled games fully. No one went 15-1 and forced tie Mm -hmm. and forfeited picks. And that really is a pressure.
0: Like at the end of the season or anything like
1: that, yeah. Yeah, and that's really pressure because here's the thing. Roger Goodell pooped the bet completely in preparation. Mm -hmm. They had the most knowledge coming to. They had almost six months and they still effed it up. Um so it, it just kind of comes in where i'm like all right so i think that's where they had the pressure especially for the nba because it's the second most popular sport in um the us yeah. right now it ain't baseball baseball i don't know if it succeeded or it lost in my opinion um after the virus season as i call it the right team won. i would feel if it's not the yankees but um so many teams got delayed not a lot of people were invested it was a shorter time frame fan Only bases one team don't didn't know. complete
0: their schedule and it was the, the cardinals but they had clinched anyways by that point so it didn't matter for them to finish their last two games i think
2: so
1: yeah and and so think about that you because a purist and as annoying as they can be the compelling argument is that say even though you got clinched it by five games i think um yeah. You still didn't finish it out, so you have an incomplete record, and yeah. there was big concerns because at least the NBA did the bubble. MLB is like, we're just gonna do it, man. We're working on all these offsites, and we're gonna try to make something happen here. But it'll be interesting. I, I think we're gonna have, an, one more season of virus or virus um, indicative scheduling.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm hoping that the NBA gives us less, not more. Unless there's bigger stakes, and how do you solve the bigger stakes? You temper it the way that the MLB did, and you just say, "Hey, East West, one through sixteen, baby." That's what I'm going for. Time to experiment. Time to get weird. Yeah, because everybody in that West, even the teams that are not in the top eight, they're better. They're so much better. Yeah, they're ridiculously better. Even the bottom guys are better than the Bucks. So. I think for all sports except for, obviously, football, I don't even think MLB has made a determination what they're doing with their season. I wish they reduce it because
0: yeah, I think
1: the pitchers that we signed need less time.
0: At Major League Baseball still hasn't even decided on the DH. I mean, they've decided on the DH thing. Won't have it for this year. But then We'll see. The CBA is coming up, so we'll see what happens there. I, I doubt uh, it just depends on TV money. I, just they—they they probably don't want to lose the local, the local TV packages. That's what—that's what they're—they're that's what they're trying to do. But the, you know, there's there's a lot of things and opinions about what Major League Baseball should do with regards to their broadcasting feature being more open, no more blackouts, things like that. That they could use to grow the game. You know, hey, you know, it'd be nice to be able to see every team. In some way, shape, or form,
1: online, yeah, you I know, don't follow them. West Coast teams, yeah,
0: you know, it'd be nice to, to hey, they're broadcasting on YouTube today. Like they tried it a few times last season. Hey, why not? Why not do that more? Why not? Sheesh, why not do that more? So, all right, Charles, let's, let's, we're we're in the we're halfway there. So let's let's go to a word from our non-sponsors, people, places, things, concepts, what have you that. We've been enjoying over the last week or so. And I'll tell you, I I didn't really. I mean, I could say community because I've been enjoying that over the last week. Great show. But that could be a non sponsor at any time. At any time. Six Seasons in a movie. Yeah, well. Just
1: remember kids.
0: Yeah. And I, I think. I'm gonna go with a something different, something that really surprised me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm surprised that I'm even mentioning this. It's an NES game. That's how that's how mm. far deep we're going, in because it just popped up on the Nintendo Switch online, one of the, the newer additions to that. It's called Fire and Ice.
1: So Fire Not a Game Ice. of Thrones reference, kids. Yeah. We're old. We play old games.
0: So Fire and Ice. It was released on the NES back in like 1993. There you go. 93 here in the US at least. And it is a sequel to Solomon's Key, which was also on the NES. I played I already played through Solomon's Key in my great backlog New Year's resolution. So I'm close to beating 40 games now. So I've been I've been really had you're, you're definitely
1: doing much better than me pal well
0: uh, once again a lot of NES games a lot of really short games so it's not like uh, the, the, other, the only long game so far was Batman Arkham Asylum and now MGS5 which is I'm still trying to hold myself to that beat it by the end of the month so that's why I've, I've been playing a lot of the actual main missions than the side ops so we'll, we'll see we'll see I still got a few days left still got five days to go I think if I really put my head down and power through, I can do it. I can, I can finally, I can get through all 50 missions. But it's gonna be really hard. Anyways, this is a uh, Fire and Ice. I don't, I, I, I don't even know what the story is about, to be honest. But it's a prequel to Sol. Is there really
1: games. any stories to NES games?
0: There's a, There's a story to this one. So there's a wizard named Dana. Or. Gosh, man, I, I really have trouble with men named Dana. <laughs> yeah, I I really do. Like, it just seems like should I say it Dana? Because they're a male Dana. Uh, uh, you know, you got the was it Dana White from uh, UFC, whatever. And I, I still yep. every time I see that name, I'm like i feel like he went into ufc just to prove that he's a man to everybody else he's got picked on as a kid like oh you have a girl's name i feel like that's like men named ashley yeah or terry terry's one of those interchangeable ones but dana seems more female based but whatever it's 2021 you can have whatever your name you want doesn't matter but regardless it's just my personal personal stuff well anyways this is this is fire and ice for the podcast folks. It's a puzzle platformer, I would say, where you have uh, flames. You have to eliminate all of the flames in the level using your ice powers. So you're Dana who has a wand that turns up ice in a space and you you basically just got to figure your way out through through all of these puzzles. I think there are 90 levels. And I'm currently, I think I've beaten like 50 of them already. So I'm almost done with the game. I'm almost done with the game. I think it will probably last me like four hours in total. I haven't checked how long to beat.com. I just played it for for like a little bit after, like late at night. You know, I, just, I have my Switch by my bed. I'm like, okay, let me let me check out some of these new games that are on the 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 service. I'm like, okay, Fire and Ice. Played it for like a little bit. I'm like, okay, but then like. My first playthrough, I beat like thirty levels, so it hooked me instantly. And it's really like I was surprised that this was an NES game from like the animation and stuff. There's really smooth animations. So yeah, look, that, look.
1: that's that's reminding me of a little bit about modern day, you know, callback to thirty-two bit.
0: That I, think I it was, was more thirty-two like, than sixteen. I was thinking more like you know Game Boy Color games because Game Boy Color games yeah. didn't look like this. That, that was that's that's what this reminded me of I was like wow this is this is smooth animation great sound great visuals there's it's not glitching you know there's no flickering or anything this is and what's again nine, 1993 so the NES was out for a while like since for at this point so you know if you're making a game <laughs> and at them this kids point, you don't better know.
2: know
0: yeah 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 at this point they they should know how to Optimize all the games, and I forgot who developed this. Oh, Tecmo! Tecmo! Tecmo's the the one who developed this game. So, yeah, it's 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 a good one. It's a good one if you if you have the NES, or, or I mean, sure, try and find the NES version. Or if you got the Switch, try it out. You're you're already playing. You're already paying for the online service. This is a good game. You know, it'll it last year for for a weekend. You know, it's a, almost like a rental from way back in the day. Like a, this would have been a nice rental back in uh, Blockbuster days, that's for sure. So, promo
1: code Ice Ice, baby. love it. Um, so, I- I'm next, and it's kind of in between, but my non-sponsor is a little bit funnier. Yeah, I-, I would say funny for me, because I haven't had it in such a long time, but when it's weekend time, your boy likes to, as my friend says, vibe. And my form of vibing is essentially if I'm not going out, I'm essentially, you know, playing video games and having myself a little bit of the bubbly. So I went on recommendation. Yeah, I've been on a rum kick. So for those who are trying to figure out where we are in, in the in the scale of alcoholism, Andrew loves his cheer wine. Francisco I don't know enough. I, I don't think we've ever got drinks, but I think uh, Francisco's probably a decent guy. I don't think we've never had no
0: no we never got drinks while we were in
1: law school we never did yeah but me i'm like yeah but what would you say is your radar or your your rating of it so i can at least kind of go for my example like what like you you partake when you partake
2: what
0: uh i partake in rum that's the thing well what Um,
1: a coincidence let's see
0: i mean vodka kind of goes with anything You kind of just kind of kind of there it's you can kind of mix it with anything else um uh i, I like girly drinks i like fruity drinks that's for listen sure.
1: i love me some wine on iced teas. yeah hands down
0: yeah i, I like girly <laughs> drinks for sure that's uh, basically i'm not looking for i'm just looking for the sweets man you know I, i'm not looking for yeah. the alcohol i know it's the, the and, byproduct and... of it but you know, I, I I just like the sweets, and that's why I like the the, the nice fruity drinks. You know, the strawberry well, um, daiquiris. Get you. yourself
1: a get the apple teeny like like JD from Scrubs. You know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I'm with you on that one. I I like things that taste good because for me it, it's my way of unwinding. I don't think I have a stressful, unhealthy job. I have obligations to go to, but I know how to you know, enjoy life what we have and what we eat, what I do in exercise and what I do in the recreational activities. So I went on a suggestion from one of my friends to try a new form of rum. You know, I think I'm usually a scotch whiskey rum guy. I don't, I don't do anything like I can't do Jack Daniels and that nasty. But I tried this new rum called Kirk and Sweeney. That is not my non spicer. I think it tastes like a tire, and they can hear me. I thought you said Kirkland Signature. I'm like, you went to Costco, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Kirk and Sweeney, and okay. it looks like a little cannonball, but it tastes like a tire, like rubber. Oh, um, okay. it, it literally tastes good for two seconds. And even through the Coca-Cola I had, it did not taste so good. So I said, I said man, I'm going to need something sweet to counter act this little solid going on so i went to publix and i got wild cherry pepsi because i need the sweetest of sweet and my non-sponsor this week is wild cherry pepsi which i have not had in probably 10 years because i'm not a child but i knew i needed something to help me out because even for me to take it straight was gonna be there but i wasn't I gonna enjoy like it Like andrew has done this one before for the cheer wine maybe
0: i think no i think he did wow cherry pepsi i think well i'm not sure what? unless it was cherry coke it might be the, the the competitor there i'm
1: not sure we'll have to ask I, him we will but all i can tell you is that was a God said, because it was just no bueno by itself. But the wild cherry Pepsi really helped it out because Friday night, that's when I had the Kirk and Sweeney with the regular Coke. Was like, mm, it's like, there's no bueno. But then Saturday, I went and I just got to Publix and I said, I need this. And it helped balance it out because I'm like, it's for my time. I just want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I want to do some cool stuff, man. And there's nothing worse than buying something the same equivalent if it's a food. Or if it's an alcoholic beverage where you don't want to drink it because it's nasty. And so Wild Cherry Pepsi really helped it out because I've had Cherry Coke. I like Cherry Coke too, but it has more of a bite than the sweet effect. This one was more sweet and counteracted that little um, kind of bitter, sour taste, tasting like a tire. So, you know, Wild Cherry Pepsi, you are my non-sponsor. And I think promo code, I would have it be, uh, let's get wild wet and wild there we go wet and wild.
0: <laughs> there we go yeah okay all right so
1: do we have one for andrew should we make one for andrew uh please? i'll find something for andrew i'm just gonna give a shout out for andrew for andrew's sake all okay. right because yeah um he took the bar exam again. that stuff's not easy you guys Ugh. um yeah. it takes a lot of perseverance to do it because i would not take it again and any of my friends who has or I, anybody who's not i don't friend, know if do it mean, again do is, it is do pure discipline think
0: there are I don't, know, I don't know i think there's one person that i know at least that took it the first time with me and then never went again when he didn't pass it's just it takes such a toll on you takes such
2: I,
1: and to give people insight of what our boy went through our soldier to study for the bar exam for me it was like and, and anybody who listens to an old show you had andrew for an hour pooping on the floorboard of bar examiners, which is fine i can't do it because i'm barred so i'm not gonna do it but um you're talking about at that first blush, that first attempt, more than I would say 10 hours of studying, the burnout comes in, the fear of doubt, concern, realizing that law school is a scam, that in all truth, if the board did not require a JD and all you had to do was just pass the exam itself, you would be barred as an attorney. Yeah, like um, Abraham Lincoln. Like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> the, the high tuition and then to have to go at it again. And try to work, pause your work, take less of a pay so you could do better in your life. Remember when I talked about Brody Lee on his tribute special that we had and how wrestling and I felt I felt connected to it? It's that kind of stuff. Where you had to pause life to try to go for the bigger dream. To try to achieve it. On something that may be or may not be in your control. We will go into the details of how you prepare and everything like that and what you have to cover for. You want to do that? Come talk to us if you want to be lawyers. We'll yeah. talk to you about it. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but it takes so much. It is a tenacity that is brought into you to go again. Because I'll tell you right now, I would not have done it again. I would not have done it. Even if I was a point off, I would not have done it again. Because I know being a point under, I could be 10 points on it I next round. I dreaded time. taking that thing again.
0: I dreaded I, it. That was, that was, I was going to have like a freaking midlife crisis if I had to take that thing again.
2: Yeah.
1: And, and sometimes you're lucky because they, they catch you on the curve and everything like mm. that. Like I, I passed where I had to pass and it was great, but it was great because I didn't have to do again. No one wants to go to prison a second time. Right. Mm. That's what it felt like knowing that had to do it. So him and anybody else, you know what, cause this would be what Andrew wants. Anybody who took the Florida bar exam right now, you know, you you guys are my non sponsor because they have to do it on uh, repeat or going at it first time. It takes some guts because I know people too who got the JD and they were just too intimidated to go take the bar exam and they're selling their lives as being paralegals or taking that to yeah, no. go into an MBA position yeah, or and government it, it position is no or well.
0: something like that that just yeah. doesn't require you to expound legal knowledge, you know? Yeah, I get that completely all right well we're into the second half of our show and honestly I think we should go outside of the Here, we should just talk about video games for the rest of the show or something I'll talk about video games I don't know I'll, I'll talk it I mean okay Let, let's, Let, let's let's do it let's Nintendo direct last week because that, was, there's the a big, sports that thing. was that was that was a thing that happened last week uh, after our show after our show and that was a big thing that went down and because i was i didn't really watch sports i didn't even watch the panthers Panthers are doing well panthers are doing really well they they're yeah you're they, first place right they're finally doing what i was saying which is putting chris Drieger as the number one goaltender and not sergey Bobrovsky, even though we're because Quinn daddy knows what he's doing yeah well yeah because you know Bobrovsky's getting paid a ton but he's not good so let's let's just go with what's working. Hopefully, Seattle will take them from our hands. If, you know, we'll just help for I don't know, give up a ton of draft picks or something like that. I don't care what, you know, just to get rid of them. Maybe take the poison pill like the the Eagles did. I'm not sure. So that that could happen. But regardless, regardless, that's what's going down. The Panthers are doing well, and and, I, and I'm good. I'll I'll be back next week, more prepared everything like that but we'll talk about video
1: games we but. gave everybody an hour and 45 minutes of yeah. hockey talk last week which oh, was yeah. exceptional listen to it on our yeah, podcast i, I sat hardcore. down and i researched that
0: for like a couple of days uh, on, my, on my weekend so yeah and was, how
1: good was johnny we're taking it live yeah. to give a shout out to john because now, that's a man that was
0: dedicated oof,
1: de- dedicated knows his stuff listen to his podcast please this Listen to his podcast.
0: Yeah. Insightful. I, I can't talk to you know. What? I'm lucky that I, I I was given the opportunity to cover hockey when I know next to nothing about the sport when I started. Like I was a noob. I mean, You're talking about a guy who just learned the sport as Hispanic and stuff like that. I mean, sheesh, man. I'm I'm I was not the normal demographic for the sport coming in. So you're i are considered I've been a panda but you're
1: a red panda so
0: i stumble upon certain stuff in my life uh, i just end up being where i am i just ride the roller coaster and see where it takes me so that's but johnny i don't know who's out there i don't know who is out there but give him the opportunity please cause the man knows his stuff give, i
1: don't
0: give, know who follow it him is on his twitter the psychotic somebody Lincoln. with money
1: that's for the sure. psycho bacon. That's yeah. his Twitter.
0: Yeah, the psycho bacon. He's got a Twitch account. I, I don't know if he's if he streams, but our, our good old buddy Dougie Slow has been streaming. Uh, he's, really? He's, yeah. No, he's playing racing games. He's real. He okay. Uh, there's one thing I I am pretty darn sure we could probably get him to talk about it. Is Doug loves him some auto sports. All right. You know the F1s, all that stuff. Yeah, he's into all of that, and he's. Uh, I talked to him, he, I even showed one of those like insane gaming rigs for like the racing games that they got oh there. Oh my god, yeah, I remember those days I've, when no, you but, had the,
1: the racing wheels for the PS2.
0: Oh no, but I'm talking about the people that do it High today, def. yeah, with like Ooh. the gaming PC... With the, um, with the hydraulics, so it feels
1: like you're in a freaking
0: like you're an initial D or
1: whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that anime, but yeah. I, I have not seen that one, but I just have this image now of Doug in some basement in his very successful life or wherever he's living, going to you know, coming off from the suit, and then yeah. all of a sudden just putting on a full racing gear, oh, and yeah. then like a Ricky Bobby attire, and <laughs> <laughs> just me no, something happen of it. He, well,
0: he wouldn't be Ricky Bobby. He'd be um, uh, Sacha Baron Cohen. That, that's exactly yeah. who I thought about. Yeah, uh, uh, but Italian, Italian, not not French, Italian. So yeah, that that would, that would probably be Doug. That'd probably be Doug. But yeah, that guy's been playing. Uh, it's an Italian name for the video game, obviously, because it's, you know, F1, I think. He's been playing that, and it's it looks good, for sure. He's playing that on his Xbox One, so...
1: I mean, man, if it's not Mario Kart, I don't Fs with it, man. I
0: can't. I can't deal with it. I, I'm i not a car guy. Uh, most I can do is, like, Need for Speed. Most I can do is Need for yeah. Speed, because there's some air of ridiculousness there, kind of like, like Fast and Furious. Kind of like that. But... I can't do Gran Turismo. Can't do it. Ah, boring. Forza maybe. I did Forza. I no, I have Forza Six on my PC. I played through that. Burnout was fun. I played through that. That was fun because crashed everything. Yeah, it didn't. You know what it is? It doesn't require me to know everything about a car, because I've seen Doug's playthroughs. He cut like customize everything about it. Like I don't even know what. I can't even name the the stuff that you customize in that. But he customizes it. He customizes it. I, I can't do that. I can't do Gran Turismo. That's too semi for me. Too I get
1: anxiety just trying to get new windshield wipers. <laughs> you are telling me I gotta try to figure out like torque and yeah. drift and? Ex- I mean I know the common things, but man, yeah. don't ask me to be more uh more than what I am, please. Yeah. So
0: okay, uh, Nintendo Direct happened last week, and yeah, okay, the, let's go with the sport related one, Mario Golf mario excited i am and you know i haven't bought a mario golf game to be honest didn't buy n64 or game boy or gamecube or and i think that was last. i played the game oh no there was a 3ds one i think too so
1: yeah yeah i know i played the uh the gamecube one when i used to when i was much younger i used to visit the family in new york and my niece and nephews had it, and we would just spend hours doing it. That's how I actually kind of – I learned golf two ways, that and golden tea at the bar. Yeah. It's which like, is a good time, too. Like Mario Tennis. <laughs> That's only, that, Mario Tennis yeah. is the
0: only reason I know this, the rules of tennis. Well, you know, listen,
1: uh, Super Golf or what do they call it uh, – Super Rush, right? Wh- whatever Mario the formal golf we'll call it. Yeah,
0: something Rush because there's like a a different component to it this time where you have to race – I like
1: the speed. It's just kind of like um, like I, speed golfing. I, yeah, I, Pitch I, and putt.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I don't. Yeah, maybe I. I don't know, what Well, we'll see. We'll see when they they have more. I te- was. Did they tell you what it's coming out?
1: How it's June, that? baby. June? Coming out oh, in june and oh, then a couple months oh, later is the other one we're going to talk about oh wow but um like they did mario tennis well i loved aces i have it i've popped in 15 16 hours and that's a lot for a game that doesn't last too long so you know how many matches i play the online component of it i like their tournaments it's been a bit but it'll come into it. it's one of those games where i paid like 30 bucks because you know your boy doesn't pay full price or anything but for a sports game that's more of a novelty it was deep. It was fun. Yeah. So I'm excited for the golf. Would I get it for 60? Hell no. 30 on a couple of trade ins, you know all about it because it might be something that I play during the show because Switch games or sports games are yeah. perfect for the show. I'm yeah, playing golf Smash is great. right now.
0: Yeah, you can, you just line up one shot, you know, and then, okay, did my shot. And now I talk, you know. And uh, so, but look, I mean, it looks good. It looks good already. It looks, you know, better than, let's say, a Wii Sports if they had done that. So the graphics are great and everything like that. It's a, it's a Mario Golf game. It's, it's not going to be too complicated. We're not going to get a PGA Tour thing, but it, it's looking Story good. Story mode?
1: Very weird, that, but I'll take it. That's the
0: thing. That's what compelled me because I probably wouldn't get this because I'm not into golf. I'm not really into golf. So even like Wii Sports Golf, I played it because like like my, my dad liked it and stuff, but I didn't really play it on its own for my own enjoyment and obviously if I didn't get a Mario golf game then it's like okay you're not really you're not really gonna enjoy the sport same thing with Mario um like strikers like soccer like I can't do soccer I love strikers I though I was kind of
1: hoping for that
0: I can't even do it but it was it. so oh, fun a, oh there's an ice mush. oh they have the ice flower and stuff I did not know that I didn't know you do that too that looks pretty cool yeah that looks pretty cool okay all right so yeah the speed golf that looks like a cool mode. That probably would be pretty cool to play online.
1: I just felt like they could have taken that opportunity, though, instead of just making a singular game. They should have just done a sport compodium the way they did uh, Wii Sports, and just make it to the Mario characters. Just fuse the Mario basketball, baseball, strikers, and golf itself.
0: Uh, they, they make but money. you know, Nintendo needs to make money.
1: Yeah. yeah, why? And then why my... put them all together. We can charge separately. Come on. Well, then there's our 30-year-old asses looking at it like we're going to probably buy it at some point and we accept it. We accept it because I, we want our video games to be fun. I
0: personally wouldn't be this wouldn't be on my radar if it wasn't for that I guess story mode component. I don't know what it, I'm still on the fence with regards to it. I'm it's but it's on my radar. If I, if the reviews come out and are like, "Hey, even if you don't really like golf, it's still fun, you know?" then I probably will get it. Especially for the story mode, because I don't know if you played any of the handheld Mario sports games like no. golf or tennis. Well, I had Mario Tennis on the Game Boy Color, and that had a story mode where you it's not really a creative character, but you play as either a boy or girl, and yeah. you it's an RPG. It is a tennis RPG with the Mario character in the Mario world, but you don't really interact with the characters. You, until like later on in the game when you're good enough to face one of them and you you know you you rise to the top that that's that that compelled me i'm like yeah man i'm gonna be so good i can face off against mario you know as a kid that's 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 your dream the ultimate highlight yeah so i was hoping i didn't even get mario tennis for the switch even though you like it and probably would recommend it but
1: I liked it. It's um, worth it. It's like an eight at $35. Yeah,
0: I, I probably, maybe I'll get it someday, but I, I'm not sure. But this, with the RPG components, if it's really fleshed out, I hope. You know, if it's kind of like bare bones and, you know, kind of like Wii, whatever, I'm like, okay, maybe not. But
1: regardless, it's on my radar. It's on my radar.
0: So yeah, Margo, radar. That was the. And
1: was I i heard i would read some people saying oh you know a story mode for this kind of game but nba 2k has story mode yeah. with their creative characters and- madden has it yeah you know this one is at least kind of cute because it's like hey i could actually play with mario and luigi i don't care about playing frickin like basketball nba had a, a freaking story mode that was directed by spike lee <laughs> come on now I think the only good story that I played in a sports game was Fight Night Champions, which oh man, that was my jam back in the day. Mm. I really wish they could get back, but right now it means nothing but, you know, that that's because it was a little bit out there and you put it's easier to put that greediness in um, boxing yeah. than you would have with like basketball stuff like that. But I would agree with you. I I'm big interest on Super Rush.
0: Other game, well, No More Heroes got a release date. That one, I'm, I'm really looking forward to. I've, I've played. It's every probably birthday favorite. gift for Charles. Yeah, that's that Just uh, and you already know, like just the trailer right there. And there wasn't much. There wasn't much. I put No More Herpes. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, God. <laughs> and the o and the P are next to each other, and you switch that one letter. It's, Heroes becomes herpes. So, not my fault. Well, kind of my fault, but still. You know. <laughs> i would love
2: if anybody
1: i mean that'd be a in. pretty
0: cool video game to play you know travis no. touchdown going <laughs> down into the body
1: <laughs> well I, I mean granted that that's a that's a side story where travis gets the dirty and then has to <laughs> try to cure it out i, I can really see he, he's just gonna be microscopic and he's the cure and he's in some kind of yeah. open kind of like um yeah was it um, oh we're What's going that movie? really dark here
0: the movie with uh osmosis uh, yeah there we go yeah chris rock and yeah like that yeah yeah that is that but with travis touchdown but regardless this already looks ridiculous and they're
1: aliens angelic know, aliens too i feel like it's a homage to uh like bayonetta because if you look how they do their alien concert they look more like demons and angels i mean this
0: game is a homage to a lot of things is that... And that's how all those games were. Yeah, look at look at all the all the the references there. Eight bits, RPGs. There, there's some stuff like Yakuza type of stuff. where you do ridiculous side missions. There's some RPG elements in there. There's like some like was like Final Fantasy right there. There's like some survival horror stuff there. Like this this game has everything. You know, Travis is just a you know like the most awesome otaku in the history of otakus
1: <laughs> he's basically japanese deadpool yeah all things considered ryan reynolds version
0: yeah so this is I-, I can't wait i really can't wait even i played i don't know if you played travis strikes again
1: but i didn't i skipped on it when i kind of figured out it was just more of a side story long.
0: yeah if you can i don't know if i think they released the physical version but i don't know if it was like a limited yeah no the physical thing.
1: version's out there okay. i've seen it for like 25 bucks yeah
0: maybe if it lowers it'd be a nice you know like a ten dollar i think I, you can get through in 10 bucks well, well i told you i
1: was interested in just getting the remastered because it's been nine years yeah if that longer Yeah. and some games are worth kind of the revisit on remasters because you don't really get to truly appreciate them i usually mandate myself to play remasters or remakes when there's the new sequel coming in like i did that with the uncharted's and then with Last of Us 2 came out and replayed the first one because it had been 10 years. I can't, do, I can't do what some people do is like instantly play the new one when there's only been a few years from the other one. I, I, you got too much free time. Yeah. I can't do that. If it's been three years and you're like, I'm going to replay this before that. I'm like, no, I need a good 10 years. That's why I was very excited for uh, Super Mario All-Stars because I'm like, holy crap, it's been decades because we're old as hell. Yeah. Um. So for that, and I was expecting Mad World. I mean, this I Nintendo know... Direct was
0: basically a bunch of games that were released some at some point between the last few, few years up to like like NES days being re-released. That's what this yep. was because you had the a, a freaking Famicom Detective series, like remakes of NES games that are full blown, basically brand new games in a way, and first time we're getting them. So that's. And it's a new experience for us, so there's that. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. They got a Ninja Gaiden pack with like the 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 3D Mm. games, which I think intrigues me, especially. um, I never never played them. I never played them. I don't know if they're if they're if they're they're, you know a hack and slash like Bayonetta. Maybe I'd I'd like them. I would hope
1: um i think i liked i played one and i beat two i didn't play three because the reviews were no bueno but they came out with the third one on the wii u okay so my whole thing is just it just makes more sense if you just did a fourth one you know or relaunch i I, I would have ventured that they did that The thing is the nintendo people didn't
0: get them so i think that's why they're re-releasing them like hey you know we can finally play them like people like me people like
1: me Um, yeah Uh, that also makes me think Ryu is going to be a smash character
0: that could be it's probably one of he the, the NES era guys that hasn't made it in. So um, that at Rygar. We're not getting Rygar. Don't you know, don't even need a, Rygar because you have Greninja, We don't really have any ninja characters. That's surprising. We don't have a ton of them. Uh, Samurai Warriors 5 for, I think, basically like, hey, do you like Hyrule Warriors? Do you really like We You could play a new version. Like, Samurai Warriors, it's where we got it from. You know? The, please, please buy this. Please buy this. Please don't be a Zelda. Like, I'm a Zelda fan, so that's the reason I have our Warriors. I don't know if I'll play Samurai Warriors. I don't know. I don't think I'll get through that. I'll, I'll buy the DLC for Hyrule Warriors. That's for sure. Gonna, I'm going to play through that. I already bought it, actually. <laughs> I already pre, pre-ordered it. So that, you, that's a done dedicated. deal. I'm going to add another, another what, 20 hours. To that. I don't know how many hours is going to be added to that, but still. I, I played that game for like 60 hours. And that's I love it. Uh, Legend of Mana, that's getting remastered. So once again, another remastered game. Plants vs. Zombies, I'm not buying that. Star Wars Hunters, but... We don't know anything
1: about it, tell us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Knockout City, which I guess is one of those like Ninjala, Splatoon, Jet Set Radio-inspired type of games. Sunset Overdrive. You know, it's kind of like wacky multiplayer I don't know if it's free-to-play, but it's dodgeball, which is kind of interesting.
1: I yeah, seen I mean, Ninjala, I think, had some success. I never got around to playing it, but... I like it. You know, I, I know it was a good start to free-to-play for people. Yeah. Uh, let's see.
0: Apex Legends coming next month. Uh, yeah. S- Skyward
1: Sword. I don't know if you played that. I didn't. So I'm excited-ish for it, but I feel like I was so happy with Breath of the Wild because it was exactly and we remember when johnny was like oh i hated breath of the wild i love what breath of the wild did so i feel like it's a fallback skyward but i skipped skyward because i was not going to play a zelda game at 480p i was very adamant about not doing that mm-hmm. but i kind of want to see what that upgrade looks like because just because you're hd touched up doesn't mean you're actually hd i think this will do a lot better than
0: twilight princess did because it was kinda of like in between. It had like the you know, the art style ish of Wind Waker mixed with Twilight mm-hmm. Princess, kinda of in between with Tune Nintendo. So I think this'll this'll do better. I mean from the looks of it, there's still kind of blurry graphics or textures. It's the textures really, it's the texture work. They're not gonna upgrade the graphics, but I I like this game. A lot of people don't, a lot of Zelda fans don't because of the motion controls or the fact that it was I guess more linear another Zelda game or it's
1: it's the first of the first
0: yeah but it's yeah from the timeline's perspective it's the original like that's the starting point for now for now at least until they add something new but it's uh I I like this game I played it I I love the Wii motion controls I I think if I I'm not sure if I'll double dip because I still have it on the Wii and be playing it all over I didn't Rebuy Twilight Princess, and I only got Wind Waker because it was free. So, and I didn't even play through it all, regardless. And it's hard for me to play through Zelda's again, to be honest. Just too much, nothing, too much dedication. Nothing memorable happens uh, aside from Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask is probably the only one that I'll I, I will actively play through again. And I and the Minish Cap, yeah. the Minish Cap was another one that I really really like, and I played through again for a second time. I, I
1: feel. I feel for me that I've played four, five Zelda games. I would probably get Skyward at a decent price because I know I missed out on it. Um, but I loved Wind Waker, personally speaking. Twilight um, Princess, it was one of those things that was 12 years ago. And I think what bothered me about Twilight Princess, it was one of the first longer Zelda games yeah. because I think if I remember correctly, it took me like the 50 plus hours But I remember the first half just being kind of like a dog chase. Or chasing your tail, and then that's when everything came together because you have to go for all the equipment. I have no problem acquiring equipment, but the one thing I've always hated in any game history is backtracking, um, and it felt like that. Yeah, I, I did love the Ganon fight, and I remember it, and that matters so much mm-hmm. because the one not I'll give or the big negative I'll give on Breath of the Wild is that the Calamity Ganon fight was kind of disappointing, even though the the second component was great the first one wasn't? Yeah. You know what I mean? You want the experience. I still think Wind Waker is my favorite Ganon all around. Yeah, because it's not it, it very was a, qualified.
0: That was like a one-on-one match and then just the way it ends at the end. I'm like, "Oh, that that
1: was epic." It was epic and the Oh, whole-. It, it, like, it's a pure homage to all things Japanese.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and he's 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 laughing and he knows he's been defeated, but he's like, "I'm going to take you down with me." Like that's just like that's just so freaking damn evil. Like I love it. Yeah. That was, that was a great all ending. Right.
2: Oh yeah, oh, Skyward so Sword. Good.
0: It's uh, it's coming out. I like the Joy Cons, but I don't know if I'll double dip on those. I I, I like
1: the flicking on uh, the motion controls too. Yeah. How they're going to use the right analog stick well, for Well, the, the beauty sword of movement. this, I can get behind
0: that. The beauty of this is that because the first one you had the Wii remote nunchuck and the nunchuck kind of restricted your your movement. So this one you're mm-hmm. you got way more free range. Although I don't like holding the the Joy Cons because they're not as uh girthy i would say as the Wii remote you know
1: can i do the same with my pro controller because that's all i care about
0: well they said that you could use the right joystick to control yeah
1: that's what i like about it
0: but i don't know if you can move it as like you know just move your arms i'm not sure i don't know
1: we'll see well we'll see if you played the game arms you know that the switch joy cons are intuitive enough for it but your arms are gonna be tired if you're in the big boss battles going into it yeah so you're basically gonna have your own shake weight
0: skyward sword project triangle i'm not playing that that's a that that project. is octopath
1: traveler part two yeah i'm not I'm i don't not care there. what they
0: tell me i'm not doing that i'm just not I'm just i just won't and then uh well let's 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 get to the big one splatoon splatoon three oh that oh that was a surprise. I wasn't expecting at all another Splatoon. I was like, I thought it was gonna be one of those like one per console type of deals. Wasn't mm-hmm. expecting a third one. I'm like, okay, we went through the, the the whole they're they're redoing the the Splatfest right now, We're just repeating old ones. But they already did the uh, the Octoling DLC. I'm like, okay, the game finished. Inkling's gotten Smash. They're in Mario Kart. And that was it. We're good for this generation. But then,
1: boom. Then, boom. Splatoon 3. I would screamed harder for a beginning trailer in your life. Because I was
0: I, just. I wasn't. I, honestly, I was like. Because, I uh, mean, we'll play the trailer again. I don't care. I really, like, I saw it starting out. I'm like, okay, you got the landscape. Because I was expecting, like,. Like I'm like okay, what what kind of Nintendo game pop? You know what's in the desert? You know we all thought Breath of the Wild too. Well, deserts usually go on. And then I saw I saw this. I'm like, what? You know, like, and then you see the 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 customization. I'm like Splatoon. And I was I was still not expecting a a third sequel. I thought it would be like a single player adventure mode or something. You know, like hey, Mm -hmm. I could see a split, like a a really fleshed out, not like tacked on with the multiplayer, like a fleshed out like adventure. Well, I, I
1: still think they're going to have it in the beginning. Cause I well, don't I mean, each think each game has inkling one. walking. Yeah. Yeah. But a real one though. Oh, let's like, be fair.
0: Yeah. Okay. like uh, something that's
1: like... actually more than like going to little mini hubs. Yeah. I played a little bit of the first one, I didn't even bother yeah. the second one. Yeah, look, exactly yeah, look, like this part right here.
0: Yeah, I could see this. I could see this part of like a single player thing and you go from yeah, you, You're not going
1: you're not going to the main city like you did in the other two. This is there's something. I don't care. I it would, could be four so. hours. Yeah, they rendered play.
0: all this. They gotta be doing something with it, right? Oh,
1: I hope so. But it's just also so dynamic and different because for anybody who played the Splatoon games, it's always it's it, it basically Neon Tokyo, man. You know, it's just these big little, well, Splatfest is Neon Tokyo, it feels like that, but it's very vibrant and colorful. And it's in a city, it's not populous. And then, of course, it's near, you know, marinas and stuff like that. And now we're in a wasteland. And I remember, like, the first one's final Splatfest was kind of like, oh, hey, giving the hint of what would lead into the sequel by what you chose. Mm-hmm. But this one kind of came out of left field because I played the last couple of Splatfests. And they were just kind of redoing. It's like hot dog and ketchup or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah that they're, like they're repeating stuff. them just to have them. And now we just have a wasteland? Are we talking about like there's a fall? Is there something bigger than the Octolings and the Inklings as villains? Do we have new villains to go for? We have yeah. Are we got new weaponry? Are we going to get vehicles? I think that would be kind of cool. Well, we're getting a little Are you buddy. Are a spot skateboard? We're, we're getting, getting a little, little buddy. buddy. Yeah. What it does, I don't know. Yeah, But... I encourage cause it is a premier franchise. It has an esports league. It has a big fan base. I I don't know how I passed law school because when I got the first one within three months, I popped in 150 hours. Oh, you yeah. and I played it.
2: Mm-hmm. The second
1: one didn't get as much love because I'm an adult, but that's still seventy hours plus a multiplayer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so that's a lot for a shooter base because don't look into the hours. Think about how many rounds played. I know you've surpassed like two hundred plus. Oh
0: yeah. Oh no, I've played it's so my... many rounds.
1: Like, I... And I'm telling you, this, Splatoon 2 is my favorite game on the Switch next to Breath of the Wild. And I have a lot of Switch games. And it's still my favorite one besides Breath of the Wild. Yeah.
0: It's this is I, I'm I'm psyched. I, I really want to know what the buddies do. I I don't know if I hope there
1: isn't a battle royale mode. <laughs> Oh, I i was talking about it with my other friend. It kind of fits, but I don't need it because Battle Royale's kind of died. It's gone now. It was I, there for two I years. I don't see
0: Nintendo. Yeah, that's the thing. That's that's what's happening right now too. Was Anthem a Battle Royale?
1: Was that what? It... No, Anthem Anthem was just kind of like that free-for-all maker mech. But it was the Call okay. of Duties, and yeah. they had Warzone. But yeah. Warzone's popular, but it's more Call of Duty. If it was yeah. any other game, um I don't think there would be around. Yeah. You know, because Battlefield tried and failed. Call of Duty. Made that into a component of Black Ops Four, yeah. but it didn't really get them much anywhere. And then they just decided to make Warzone for free and just do the pay-in. But mm-hmm. it wouldn't work for a Splatoon either because the Splatoon's an equivalent, it's more of equivalent to Overwatch, team-based objectives. Yeah,
0: that's true. Plain simple.
1: Um, but I want. Yeah, I think they could have modes, little vehicles. New modes. You know?
0: Yeah, vehicles. I can see that. I can
1: see Especially like, if you're game. utilizing it, so bigger maps, because. Imagine this, you I don't you haven't played Battlefield, but you have Battlefield Three. You can have a conquest style map because you already do that with splat zones mm. and you do that with just turf war. So conquest is a big capture of stuff. So if you're giving it you can make it into one zone. So instead of doing a battle royale, just have like a big conquest of things. Um and I would play the hell out of that. Yeah. Because like that. the matches themselves are short. So if you go from a five minute round to like a ten minute round, I, I can get into it. I can dig it and when people say charles francisco what do you love about the game it really makes you think you have to adapt your playstyle. f with me on raymaker any day i hate I'm people i'm looking forward who to the, the
0: freaking arrow uh, I'm really oh my god the right weapon like that already like when i saw her carrying i'm like she she's an archer what she's an archer and like can we instantly get swords instantly like i was because i play like warframe warframe is like a game that i play every every few months where i get kind of get the itch to like pop in and play for like an hour and pop out but that's like a lifestyle game you got to play that for like your life you got to commit to that game because it's a grind it's never ending it's a never-ending game but i play as like an archer i'm like oh and i have the motion controls on the switch version when i play that and i'm like oh I I instantly thought of that. I'm like, oh, oh, with the motion controls in Splatoon, I could so like I can't do the sniper. I can't do the sniper in Splatoon because I suck at it, real hard. But
1: it takes a lot.
0: If the archer is anything like Warframes, oh hell yeah, I I will use the archer for sure, for sure.
1: I just want to see how decorative they get weapons because you have the roller and you have the ink brush, but now I kind of want to see this archaic kind of way too. It's like, give me, give me something like, give me a, a paint filled sword. Give me a bow staff. Give me, Oh my God. Nunchucks. I'll take more that. Melee weapons. Because
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Because you have to adapt and evolve. And in the second one, it, it, it was almost a carbon copy, but me, not a copy. Give me some copy. paint C4 planted on something. Yeah. I, I want to these. see it because if we're in a wasteland, I want post-apocalyptic weaponry, yeah. right? Oh my God. Could you imagine a mace with like a swinging mace with ink coming mm-hmm. in? It just make it like a roller. I, I want ingenuity. I want vehicles. Damn it. I don't know how you can incorporate, but it could be done. Oh, I got it. I got something even better. Airstrikes. I mean, freaking we used to air have strikes. it in Splatoon 1. Well, they took it from us. Yeah. We and used I to have it. it back. There's some stuff
0: in Splatoon 1. The, uh, the freaking, uh, the, the killer whale. They took that out too. And that was the final yeah, Smash and, and Smash Brothers. Like, wow. So. Okay. There's some. There are some maps from from the first one that I wish had moved on over, that they didn't. Yeah. So I'm still waiting. For, maybe they'll bring some of those back too, or I, I wouldn't mind even like buying them DLC or whatever. I don't care. I really. I I'll think. I'll pay DLC for yeah. extra maps. Yeah, for some. Yeah. For, for for,
1: some. because it, it's like a, it's like a glove. Yeah. It's literally like a glove. You just know. Oh, Mariana Trench? You know, Mariana Marina, baby. Yeah. going from there what the hell it's called yeah the I'm museum i like the museum no
0: that, that didn't make really it over i'm like oh man that's that was a good one so yeah
2: yeah
1: give me give me a real story and then i want some I more maps that want... are more
0: vertical i would say not like uh yeah. freaking moray towers whatever but things yeah. that well moray more towers
1: you need for tower control though. yeah but that is the seminal tower control map. yeah
0: but s- s- things that like play oh, with I... verticality more Maybe. How
1: do you feel about the new launch points from the air? Yeah.
0: I, well, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how that works. Maybe. I'm, maybe I'm, that avoids like you actually having to defend your own zone and you just focus on the map itself. But I'm not sure. I don't know how they're gonna play with it. Maybe it's it's a map
1: by map thing. Because uh, I would also take a deathmatch component
2: mm-hmm.
1: because. The only thing they added was clan blitz in the second one, and I'm very lukewarm on clan blitz. Like, I, there's, I like it when we're winning, I hate it when we're losing because yeah. part of it feels a little cheap.
2: Yeah, not it's my almost
1: favorite like you can't mode. Can't win
0: at, some, at a certain point when you're like, you're just so down. Yeah. yeah,
1: because it's like you want parry, like tower control. I know I'm always in Rainmaker, I, I know it's so, a splat zone. It depends. Single Splat zone, I feel good about it. Double Splat zone, it really depends on your teammates. Yeah. And Splatoon you never should have to win if it's just you doing all the work. That's that. That's that yeah, really aside just, from turf war.
0: Turf war is the only one where you can literally yeah. make your team win. Like, but you can you, right. can, you can, so... you can pull a Kobe and just be like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna yeah. win this for everybody." I'll turf, also, I'll, turf war I'll put up is your points and win.
1: Yeah, turf war is your tune-up. Yeah. It's what you get into it. Or if you just wanted like get some mindless stuff, because really you're just doing yeah. it for the grind to get your yeah. stuff. Or you practice yeah. your
0: like other weapon types and stuff. Yeah. but I
1: know, i'm be super excited this works. yeah super excited loved it because i did not expect it because i know two sold well it was, was essentially i launched i was
0: surprised i was so i was thinking i honestly like because like, i know they're making pikmin 4 i know that that was yeah. that was talked about i know metroid prime 4 is being made and we know zelda 2 or breath of wild 2 is coming out but I didn't expect Splatoon. I was thinking, like, okay, I, we haven't heard about a Star Fox. Like, I could see Star Fox Zero being thrown out there as the last of the Wii U games that hasn't been moved on over. Doctor Mario would also take. I'm surprised. Yeah, we had that's, but that's like a downloadable thing. I'm sure they, 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 I'm sure they'll make something like that soon. But. Yeah, yeah it was just the was way honest. they did with
1: uh, Super Mario. I was 35. expecting Star
0: Fox to be honest, uh, eight or you know. Yeah, because uh, I could see because I didn't play Star Fox Zero. I know you played it, but I did. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. The gyro
1: controls were kind of weird, but um,
0: I'm sure they could find a it, way to kind of retrofit that to the Switch. You know, get rid of the uh the the the, the gamepad stuff and just be like okay, it's a Star Fox game, or maybe a multiplayer aspect, co-op, somebody controls whatever. I don't know. At that point, I, might as well make a new Star Fox, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I would be in agreement. Side so note, I think Andrew's here from my notifications. Really? He's just being creepy and Is he in the background. I'm not sure. Um, I, I checked my phone and it said Andrew enjoyed a call. Really? Yeah, okay. maybe he's been here the whole time yeah. watching us, making sure that we're not going to get sued. So they're talking about video games? Okay.
0: Well, no, the FTC's not on us next week. Next week's when they, they, they come after us.
1: So. <laughs> see, we got the moral. We got the moral mama joining in from us. I
0: don't know if he's here or, not, or he backed out. He's like, "Oh crap, we're near the end of it." Um, yeah. So okay, let's wrap it up. So yeah, those are the games, and then uh, Pyra, and Mithra for Smash, which I was like, Yeah, eh. yeah, yeah. I'm like okay, they've damn. really
1: dropped. They've dropped the ball. They yeah. had so much potential when they first announced the uh, fighter collections, and I have not spent a single dollar. I was. And the only one.
0: Sephiroth is the only one you got, I think.
1: I didn't even get him. I got Piranha Plant or Piranha uh, Pete because it was free. Yeah, like I would get suffer off, but I'm not paying five bucks for them. Uh,
0: let's. Well, I love Steve. Steve, I, I I've already mained that one. I love I love that one. Yeah, um, I'm not liking this one, but I I know Nintendo just does it to get the sales up. So it's like, hey, Xenoblade Chronicles two because they remade the first one, and Shulk's already a character. So I'm like, okay, they're just gonna try and get the sales up. That's the reason Byleth was in the game, to get sales of Fire Emblem up. So, uh, I still think, and this is, I still feel we're gonna get Master Chief at the end. I feel like that. I feel like that would coincide with E3. Like, however they're gonna do E3 this year, virtually, whatever, because I think Microsoft still does it. And, like, Halo Infinite getting, like, a I don't know if they, they set a release date or maybe like an actual definitive release date. Like they have like a well, trailer. like quit from Halo the Infinite. So. Like, hey, coming out on PC, whatever. And then, like, in the Microsoft conference, you see, like, you know, it, it cuts to like a Smash announcement. Like, oh, and it has a trailer for that. So I could see that happen. We'll the, so they're we'll buddy just play buddies. It.
1: The, the two companies hey, are buddy man, buddies. You, it, Nintendo's going to the cloud gaming. You can get Game Pass, somehow make it work, and it's something that could be there. You just need the instant internet and hope to God that you have the highest speed stuff. Uh, I was thinking about the other day, you know who I want because they're in relation to Sega? If you gave me Earthworm Jim, who I think would fit so well in the Smash world.
0: He's, he, well, he's not a Sega character. He's uh, somebody else. I don't know who owns them now, but somebody I, else owns them. He's not a Sega character. He had character the proprietors though, right, for sure. him. Damn. Yeah.
1: Well, I love me some reform Jim. Yeah. For some reason, that's the one game I can't. You know what's This
0: game series love. I really want to get into, but I just haven't. Like, I, have you played a *Yakuza*
2: game?
1: Yeah, I
0: have. Are they? I mean, are, are like? I know they're RPGs, right? they're like, like they're like beat RPGs. them up brawler
1: rpg they're like beat up brawler rpgs where you could do some weird stuff on the side and they just release like a dragon which is, is there enough Chinese weird combat. stuff
0: because like i i'm really just oh, you would love it you, you would love it. like if i'm really interested in like the weird stuff because you know if I, if I, like like i see like, it like, like no more heroes type of thing like i, I want some of that weird absurdist stuff I think the way I could do it justice,
1: and this is just me touching upon like I, I,
0: I know it takes I know it takes a lot of hours from what I've heard. It's like it was, there's a lot yes. to do. Especially think of it as a
1: one. think of it as a Japanese mob soap opera. I've heard it's basically a Japan simulator. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah.
1: Then you do some dancing. You go out with your boys. Yeah. You know, if you can get it, I, I'm certain that with your um with your PC, you can get them for cheap.
0: Oh, they're on uh let's see hold on let's let's look this up before we go to the cage this last thing this last thing i just wanted to look it up i think if you want
1: to know more about our gaming efforts follow francisco on his streaming yeah. fjojr on his own twitch account
0: yeah yeah that's that's what i do i think andrew also streams every once in a while like a long while but he had, has his ps4
1: uh, you don't stream on your ps4 though i know that uh, no i i would literally probably break under pressure with the stress really i i I would i would just cry aside from russians that
0: hate me when i stream but aside from that i'm i'm good with people uh,
1: francisco i have difficulty with technology like i spent an hour trying to compress things into a zip file that i have to spend for that audit (laughs) i i couldn't even imagine what would happen if i had some kind of glitch because i'm not patient like that like i as an adult i learned to be patient and when it comes to technology, now, I had Adobe freezing, freezing up on something okay. when I was applying redactions, and then I almost flung my uh, my laptop. So that's why I couldn't stream.
0: Okay, so they do have Yakuza on freaking uh, just put in a random birth date there, on on Steam. It's on sale, 33% off. But I think I'll wait for something to be lower. Actually, I know. Okay, no.
1: What is 33% of its price?
0: Uh, let's see. Oh, well, only for three games in the series. The third, fourth, and fifth one. So, I don't know if it's one of those games where you have to play all of them, but... I, um,
1: I think you have to do a Kiwami, because Kiwami is like the, Here's the a, remastered yeah, startup.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kuzukiwami's on, but it's not part of this pack right here. So, I guess they do have most of the games in the series. Yeah, Kuzukiwami's zero. Um, okay. So I think most of the games are on PC. And I guess I could watch whatever is missing on YouTube just to get the
1: storyline. Yeah, but that's the thing. There's some games that are cinematic experience, so that's why you just watch them. Sometimes you want that weird, goofy stuff. Like, I always want to play, like, the Persona games, but I don't have 100 hours to give in. And I don't hate JRPGs. I don't hate JRPGs. I hate the amount of time in a JRPG. Ah, That's the thing. That's the only thing that's keeping me
0: away from some of them. It's like, I... Like I like Tails, I like the Tales series, but I've only played yeah. one I've only played two of the games in the series and I know that I, at this point in my life, cannot do them. I, I, I like I am I am trying to get through MGS five right now, and that's not even an RPG. It has some elements sort of like that. You gotta build up a lot of stuff now that I've got, but I can't do that. Alright. You can't uh,
1: ruin perfection. All right, let's, let's go. Let's, let's do it. We, we've, we've spent let's enough do it. here. Welcome, everybody, to your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Or is it the Chamber with Charles? Now, full disclosure, and we know wrestling is not fake Francisco. It is scripted. It is a stage fight. Big fight feel. It's a story about men and women being the holy hell of each other, chasing championships, chasing titles, chasing glory, just beating the hell out of people they don't like because they want to make a name for themselves and look at a legacy. Maybe you do a little bit of the finger pointing going to wrestlemania that's the, that's the shorter bridge of things because i usually would say boys but andrew's not here so it doesn't sound proper i don't want to call you boy because maybe that sounds a little bit uh you know wrong but oh, gosh. people of the world
2: we had a pay-per-view
1: this weekend we had a lot of pay-per-views in the last couple of weeks i'm kind of like pay-per-view fatigued because i take three and a half hours of my time to watch these things or two and a half depending on who it is um we had Elimination Chamber, and we're going to focus more on that because nothing really going on in the world. Like New Japan, Yurumu Takahashi, he's injured. The Japanese pimp's hurt. I'm very sad. He is your junior heavyweight champion. He was supposed to challenge um, for the tag team champions with Bushi against um, El Fantismo and. Is it Tai Chi? Yeah, there's so many sometimes that they go into it. But now that's gonna be changed up a little bit. But that's the thing about wrestling card subject to change. Nothing else really big that would go on for New Japan yet. Let's wait till AEW happens. I believe. Speaking of New Japan, this weekend should be John Moxley versus Kenta for the I.G.W.P. or I.W.G.P. U.S. Championship. So we're gonna see what happens there. You know, there was a cross and that was going on over in. Did Andrew message us? He goes, "How is was the start of the show? Well, we'll get to you, Andrew, when you come in, unless you jump into the cage, like an unsuspected money casher. Ooh, is that a spoiler? Let's see, some foreshadowing. Um, AEW, Dynamite's happening. I'll probably watch it this weekend. I don't really recall what happened last week. It was just kind of meh in between, because as you know, they're still doing the cross-branding of uh, Impact, AEW, and New Japan, and a little bit of NWA not very big on it. Why? Because there's going to be some people that are pushed down. What I will say about AEW from last time we spoke about, the romance between Adam Hangman Page and the Dark Order has been chef's kiss. As you know, he's kind of now in a feud with Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy, the other Hardy brother, Jeff Silver in WWE. Well, he's now Big Money Matt or Money Matt trying to get all the cash. He's teaming up a private party and he's trying to get um, Hangman Page to be with him and it wasn't happening. So, the contract that they had—it wasn't for a tag team. It's for him to have a match at Revolution, which I think is a week and a half from now. So that will be the next week. Will be the AEW episode that we talk about. But basically, Matt Hardy—they're gonna have a money match. Whoever wins gets their financials for that quarter. Really feels like an 80s match, which I like because that's what they used to do. You used to fight for the purse. The whole thing—the ten thousand dollars—because you need some incentive, and money should always be an incentive. It's what pushes us, right? But um. Matt Hardy, TH2, part of Private Party, which I think is Isaiah, was beating down Hangman Page, and out came the Dark Order, with um, is that Andrew facebooking us? No, it's you. Um, just answering back. Going into and having the Dark Order come out and help Hangman Page because you know your boy supports you. Anna J, we love you, Anna, but she's hurt. She hurt her shoulder. She's the she's ninety nine because everybody's given a numeric number in the dark order, but she's injured. She's going to be out of the women's tournament, women's tournament. They're doing a tournament for um, contending with Hikaru Shida over in both the U.S. and in Japan. Whoever wins in the women's tournament gets a shot at, at Hikaru. So we'll see what happens there. Um, Hikaru Shida. I can never say it properly. I, I suck at names sometimes. I suck at my own name, guys. It's part of oh, the boy. business... The slow burn between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega has taken too damn long. They were getting beat down by Jericho and MJF, and then the Good Brothers took forever to come out and help them. And so, Kenny, the writing is on the wall. This is what I hate about wrestling. I understand that you have some stories to tell. I don't need you to take freaking forever. You can make it more interesting when you have the Young Bucks be, like, super kicking everybody. But it be how it be, right? And I can't control it. Let's go to WWE because that's really where the bread and butter is. A lot of stuff happened in Elimination Chamber. Holy crap. I don't know if I was right. I don't know if I was wrong. My mind was a little bit blown. Mm. It was a B-minus pay-per-view. It could have been a C, but certain things happened. They started with the SmackDown men's Elimination Chamber match. Remember, whoever won was going to be challenging Roman later that night for the Universal title. They changed it up a little bit. And they had to face Roman immediately afterwards. And this was the match I was looking most forward to. And I got to tell you, Francisco, I was big disappointed. Because for six men in a pod where you have all those steel chains and the Mm -hmm. pods and it called for a recipe of destruction, I would say it was more of a disaster. It was more of a wrestling match. Daniel Bryan, Cesaro, they started out. And they were near the end. So they won the match. Yeah. You, and mind you, part of it is because you had two chamber matches. The men's Raw match was later that night as the main event, but you still want something. It felt like a wrestling match. It was good. If I had to give a rating a la Meltzer, I would give it three and a half and nothing higher. But it wasn't really the most compelling. There wasn't any really new feuds that kind of came of it. Baron Corbin was the first eliminated in that one, which was surprising. Um, I wasn't expecting him to be in the finals, but I was still expecting something more to come of it. Jey Uso and Kevin Owens were the only ones that kind of made something of it because they were talking some smack because Jey Uso, I believe, was the last one who got out of the pot. And so you have Owens who's in there just staring him down. And the minute that pot opened, he went to go beat up that. I was like, I love it because you need blood feuds. But it felt more like six men technically wrestling. Everybody looked good, but it felt like it was just a little unexceptional. Cesaro looked great, but it was a false push, as I told everybody. And now he's gonna go off the feud with Seth, and whether or not it's gonna lead to Mania, I don't know. I think it's gonna be Brian and Seth at Mania, and Cesaro's just gonna be in a multi-man Intercontinental Title match. Hopefully, it's a ladder match at Mania. I would like that, but it didn't necessarily accomplish what we're going for. And Cesaro, if you can hear me right now, I love you. You're you are one of the best wrestlers out there, in the world.
0: grades here for it, what people thought I, of I wasn't, it.
1: You know, I wasn't in love with that particular uh, match. The pay per view, I thought it was a B minus. This one, but... getting getting
0: over a wrestling podcast, they had a poll here. Uh, they had a, most of their listeners gave it a B. Half of them, at least, you got some A's, some C's, and some people uh, got the six percent well, D to F. There, I don't know. If we
1: could to get to that. and it's something involving mm. an A lister. Uh, um, but I think all the matches were technically sound. The triple threat match was probably the best match of the night. Bobby Lashley, John Morrison, um, Matt Riddle. So originally it was not supposed to be John Morrison. It was supposed to be Keith Lee, but he was out with injury. This is bad because he is a newer talent on the main roster. He keeps getting injured. Vince ain't going to push you anymore. Charles has big concern. But it was a good last minute replacement with John Morrison. He was good ebbing and flowing, a good little difference of styles. Bobby Lashley looked very angry he reminds me of the um the vine of the angry black kid when he's just shouting all the time because bobby just wants to murder you and i love it and i hope he becomes WWE champion and gets his wrestlemania win we're gonna talk about that in a second um matt riddle ends up winning the u.s title good on him it allows him to be where he's at top of the mid card it allows bobby to elevate to the main event and morrison had his time the sun maybe creates a new feud the women's tag team wasn't bad nia jacks and Shayna Baszler versus whoever the hell they fought, Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks. We knew that wasn't really going to be much of anything because Bianca won the Royal Rumble. Sasha is the Women's SmackDown champion. It's really just to see how they mesh, but the match was structurally, technically sound. I enjoyed it for what it was. And then we got the Men's Elimination Chamber match. Raw, same rules, six people entering to it. Last one wins the WWE Championship. Oh, I'm sorry. I skipped something because I didn't even care about that much. I'm sorry. Forgive me. How dare I ruin it? So we talked about the SmackDown match. We said the winner was going to go and face Roman Mealy. Daniel Bryan won. who was one of the first guys in. He gets, like, destroyed by Roman. Roman chokes him out. Bryan's, like, selling his knee injury. But what – and I wish Andrew was here for it. So what happened at that match? Edge comes out and spears Roman straight up, and he says, I'm getting you at WrestleMania. I am so ready for it. Because the match itself probably might not be good, but the storytelling is going to be chef's kiss. You have two guys who are probably same side or different sides of the same coin. They do the spear as a finisher. That's one thing, but they both never lost the titles because Edge had to retire as WWE champ or world heavyweight champion. It was a different title back then because of the neck injuries. Roman had to um vacate his title because of cancer so now he got the universal championship back but yet they weren't awarded it. they had to go and get it to a degree so you can build on that story face of the franchise in the present versus face of the franchise in the past head of the table head of the table and also you can bring in christian for edge and christian to and even kevin owens to help out Christian, fellow canadians versus the bloodline that is the usos when jimmy comes back and roman reigns big excitement how dare I forget about it? But it wasn't really a match in my mind. Like It was literally like three minutes where Roman just chokes out Daniel Bryan because we know we're going to get that eventually. I don't think Roman loses to Edge. I think it's a bad idea to have that happen for sentimentality um, to kick in, tug out our heartstrings. I think it's better to have Roman get the ultimate heat by killing Edge and how the crowd really hates him. you got to build that storyline. you got to build it like coal into a fire, into the furnace, to have the smoke come out. Men's uh, Elimination Chamber match. Drew McIntyre was defending against Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, Sheamus, um, everybody else in between that was kind of there. I don't remember, right? The match itself was very good. I liked it. It ended up with AJ and Drew as the last two people there. I thought it was going to be Sheamus and Randy Orton was there, Kofi Kingston. I sent you the. Uh... Can we talk about how funny Kofi is, though, by the way? I would break character. That, when that he talks, was funny. I was like, look at your thighs. Look <laughs> at your thighs. You're working out. And. What I liked about this chamber match versus the other yeah, chamber Yeah, because if he was
0: insulting him, but it's like he's complimenting him and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> it's
1: almost ridiculous. You've been doing them squats? You got a peach going on there. You slithering, you slithering all. He's like, God oh. damn, you slither up in here. But what I enjoyed so much about that raw chamber match was Everybody had history with each other. They all had feuded. Sheamus and Jeff Hardy had feuded a couple months back, and they ended in a barroom brawl because they were attacking Jeff's alcoholism in the past and his drug use. Um, you had AJ and Drew who had wrestled each other at the prior TLC in December and which Drew retained and Miz had cashed in, but it wasn't really cash in because he wasn't the one that cashed in the briefcase. You had Kofi and Randy who have history. When Kofi was WWE champion, Randy tried to take it from him. Randy took the title off of Drew. It was all good stuff. And they didn't even bring in the fiend in this one. That's why I was shocked, but it came down to AJ and Drew. And I was like, my, my, uh, my buddy texts me. He's like, Charles. I'm like, Oh my God, is someone not going to win or someone not named Drew McIntyre going to win? Cause I'm excited. Cause you know, I have not been happy with Drew McIntyre as champion it has been vanilla I haven't been into it the quality of challengers has been so poor so bad and I don't like the fact that he's held the title twice within a year span because what does that say about you as a champion to hold it that amount of time and then the second run that you have is just even worse he had Russell Goldberg I'm sorry that's terrible but the match ending was great because AJ goes for the Phenomenal Forearm, which is a springboard flying forearm, and he gets caught with a Claymore kick, and it was beautiful. And I'm like, oh boy, are we going to get something weird happening? Because usually they'll just go straight to the ending, but Drew's going around, he's raising his arm, you're looking like he's going to cry, and I'm like, is Miz going to cash in? Because remember Miz got the Money in the Bank contract off of Otis from their SummerSlam match, I believe? where Tucker betrayed him, and of course, they did nothing with that. Now, Otis is a bad guy. We'll talk about that in the next cage, because I won't see how they develop it out, because there's a difference between I'm frustrated, and I want to beat somebody up, versus full-blown heel turn. We can't call that exactly. But Bobby Lashley, the man who just lost his US title, comes out, beats the hell out of Drew. Mind you, him and Bobby wrestled each other at Um, It wasn't Extreme Rules, but it was the pay-per-view after that. There's just too many. Was it Backlash? I'm not certain. But they had wrestled, and Bobby had lost to Drew. But then Bobby was just so angry, so pissed off, bringing down Drew. And then you heard the Miz music come in, and he successfully cashed in the Money in the Bank contract. And I was just like Stone, very hard because it was good. You need that switch up. Almost 12 months, Drew held that title. Even if you count the Randy, because Randy beat him hell and cell. He only had it for about three weeks, and then Drew beat him again on a Raw. You have to get new blood in there. And everybody hated Miz winning it, and I loved it because he's a heel. He's supposed to do dastardly things. He was so talking to MVP. Show talking to MVP about it, about helping him. And I'm like, yes, because you and I both know the Miz is not going to be WWE champion for a year. It's going to be a transitional position where he's going to be a placeholder for possibly Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley looks like a heavyweight champion. He looks like he will destroy you. And you know what? You need the new blood. You need to give it a chance because he's been doing some great work for the Hurt Business. I don't know if there's anybody who has had a better year booking than Lashley did. He's been booked better than Drew McIntyre. I think I said about last show. I am loving it. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it. And so I'm hoping, and here's the thing, Miz doesn't have to drop it next week. Him and Bobby Lashley are going to go against each other next week because Bobby had a solidified main event win against Braun Strowman, the former universal, universal champion, um, technically, or two universal champions. And you count Fiend's like six-day run. But it was good enough for it. So if this lets Bobby have the title, and him versus Drew at Mania is perfectly fine. They had wrestled before. They used to be boys. You can cap it off but please, for the love of God, Vince, do not give me Drew McIntyre winning that belt one more time at Mania because he never got the chance to defend it in front of a live crowd. Drew is 34 years old. He probably has about six years left in his wrestling career before he has to hang him up if he wants to. You can give him the opportunity that you wanted to give him this first run to make him a made guy. But to have a belt three times the same title three times within one calendar year. It's sloppy booking. It doesn't make me believe that you're actually a credible challenger because there's a difference between a guy who holds a title for a bit and is just taken away out of the story for a main event to go to a blood feud or gets injured or has a fake injury. But for a guy who loses, always comes back in, loses, always comes back in, it creates a hot potato situation and it begs to ask the question, why should the person who lost the title get another title opportunity again. So it prolongs feuds unnecessarily because why isn't Randy Orton has been able to challenge Drew again for the title that he lost, right? Why isn't it that Miz, if he loses in a transitional position against Drew, let's say if that God forbid, that's the plan, but Miz should be wrestling Bad Bunny. We already know this. I told you about that three weeks ago, but just for example sakes, do automatic rematches. You better do it with the idea that you can solidify a feud and make it worthy. But, if you do this kind of little weird hoppitalian just to give Drew a moment, he's had not one, but two moments. It's not our fault as the viewers that we should suffer Drew McIntyre one more time as champion because you don't know how to book him properly. I had no problem with Drew on his first run. He went through Bobby Lashley. He went through Dolph Ziggler. He went through Big Show. Went to Randy and he beat Randy at SummerSlam. But when he got it the second time, Three weeks out, he wrestled Roman at Survivor Series in a non-title match because it was champion versus champion, and he lost. Okay. But then who did he have to kind of build with? AJ in a TLC match that was very good, but Miz had cashed in. So it was to protect both guys when you think about it. And then he got Goldberg. So he's just getting matches now. He's not getting the storyline. And sometimes you have to think of wrestling, what we call a stage fight, Francisco, is you have to think of it as a little bit – UFC and a little bit boxing. UFC to me is more entertaining, building into the story, especially if you're someone like Conor McGregor. If you have a lot of the heavyweights, um, Daniel Jones, even the old days of is it Daniel Jones? No, I'm thinking um, you don't. I, I don't really follow much of UFC for the heavyweight stuff. Uh-huh. No. But what's his name? Daniel Cormier. I'm sorry, um, Daniel. I'm thinking because I'm thinking John Jones, John Bone Jones. So I just merged everybody into one. But then when you're looking into boxing boxing doesn't have the talkers boxing just has you know if you talk about good old gold olden day boxing it has the fighters man when you're Oscar De La Hoya's Manny Pacquiao's Fury Leonard's Mike Dyson's you know all these guys that kind of come into it so you need it to kind of perform properly but if the feud kind of goes the matches could be fine but the storytelling is trash no one's gonna want to buy your pay-per-view vibes right it ain't gonna happen so why don't you wait Let the main event card kind of figure out who it's going to be. Miz, I'm very happy for him because he was a WWE champion 10 years ago. So this is just another little belt. He's the the first two-time Grand Slam champion, meaning he's held all the individual titles multiple times on a straight through. Um, Very big on it. And we know he's going to get Bat Bunny with Damian Priest versus him and John Morrison as a tag team. And that's fine because what's WWE? World Wrestling Entertainment. Sometimes it's the W, sometimes it's the E. And I trust Miz enough to actually put on a good match and put people over, like Bad Bunny. I was very sports entertained a couple of years ago when it was Kurt Angle, who was basically retired, and Ronald Rousey versus Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. It should be good. But there are people who are crying for Drew to win it. But why not Bobby? Bring up Bobby Lashley. You look at that man. Why can't you believably see him as a WWE main event heavyweight champion? you got to give it to the new blood because if you rotate it, you're going to have the John Cena situation where Cena is a 16-time champion because you had no one else to do. And if you were a 16-time champion, that means you lost it 16 times, right? That's how I feel about Drew. But I'm excited for the prospect because I woke up, man, Mm. and it felt like the day I got out of the bar exam when I woke up Monday, right? When I woke up this Monday, it's the same way I felt about after taking the bar exam. I woke up. This is how Andrew's going to feel tomorrow. This is how I'm going to end up bringing it all together. I saw this light, I heard birds chirping, I heard music. It's like literally it came out of snow freaking white because Drew McIntyre was no longer my champion. And I'll take it for as many days as I can before he gets it. And I hope he does get it again where he's not given just great. I don't know if I can say he gave me great matches, but good matches, but no good feuds. Let him get his opportunity, but let Bobby Lashley get his opportunity because that man, he's just basically like Broly. He's just so angry that he just wants to kill everybody. And that's all I got for you this week on the cage.
0: All right, okay. Well, a couple things I, I forgot that we 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 didn't we didn't cover. Uh, Gottlieb's goons. Just want to get this one out. Kevin Mather. Kevin Mather. Oh, Kevin oh Mather. Formerly of the Seattle Mariners. He was what their team president or whatever. So he said many many comments at a Rotary. What what the hell is a Rotary club? I, I just think of it like a rotary phone I, I think it's one of those like those old man groups I'm not even sure I'm not sure what it is but regardless he was at one of those and he said a lot of comments about foreign players both from Asia and Latin America Japanese whatever and how that why don't they why don't those darn people learn English or they suck at English or they, they all kinds of things with regards to that. Which is no bueno if you're trying to entice players, especially those foreign players who are highly talented,
1: to come Especially on. when you have the most famous international baseball player ever to play in the game.
0: Yeah. and uh, each row. Yeah. And Ken Griffey Jr. as well. Yeah. Uh, and then who's currently an ambassador to the game now, working for Major League Baseball. You're not... You're not going to entice players who to go to Seattle, which is one of those places that are notoriously hard to, to get people to go to because players have wanted out from Seattle in the past, including your your best player of all time in King Griffey Jr. <laughs> he he abruptly retired because he just wanted to go home to, to Florida to live with his family and stuff and too far away in Seattle. Yeah, and you're a franchise that... Is notoriously bad. So, you're a goon. You're a goon, and we'll see. Well, he's he's gone now. He is gone, abruptly. But Mariners do Do
1: these guys have no filter, or is the fact yeah. that they thought with their privilege just, that they could just do what they want? I
0: just don't understand how you can work in baseball in baseball in 2021, and not like not i don't know be slightly more progressive i mean gosh darn it man jackie robinson was back in 1947 you know uh, roberto clemente he had to deal with people talking about how he spoke english and things like that but but man it's been years and years now and 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 yeah players can get on Uh, fellow hispanics can also get on each other for, for their english i've heard players that like uh latin players that you know, get on each other for the way they speak English, but it's like in a joking way, and of course they're their teammates and things like that. But this guy did not say it in that manner, <laughs> and was basically one of those guys that's like, why don't they just learn English and things like Who cares? Who cares? Why? Why? You should be more worried about why the hell the Mariners can't get their shit together.
2: <laughs> well, they can't
0: get As it a together because he's
1: there. Gosh, man. How embarrassing must you feel as an owner? Because at the end of the day, what's the worst thing to have? The worst kind of publicity? Bad publicity. And there's nothing (laughs) more bad because in the States So Nintendo's pretty happy that they're not
0: the full owners anymore.
1: (laughs) Whatsoever. But baseball is kind of a dying sport in the love of Americana. But it's something that's very loved internationally. And so that's why you want to get prospects and players. And you have somebody who says that. I don't think players necessarily want
0: to deal with it. Baseball desperately needs people to like it, too, (laughs) at this point. They really do. They really need as many people. And they really should go more international at this point. Yeah, go go harp on on, on the Asian countries and Japan, which is their national sport, Korea, too, and Latin America. Go, Go hard on those. But, yeah. No, this guy needs to get out of the sport now. All right. If you're you're thinking that in 2021, and you've been in baseball, I'm sure he's been in baseball a while at least, or at least in sports. Sometimes team presidents don't really have to be in the sport. They just have to be good businessmen. But yeah, I I don't know what his background is. I'm not sure. I didn't bother to look it up. I don't know if he's been in baseball or if he's just a business guy that came to baseball. But regardless, yeah, get out. Get 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 the f out, all right. So yeah, that's that's our Gottlieb. I just want to get that out of the way because I didn't want to roll over. Uh, By that point, it'd be old news to next week. So, all right. Don't be a maid. Yeah, don't be don't be that. So that's so that that's it, everybody. We're 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 done here. We're gonna come back next week with number ninety five, and I promise you, we will be even more prepared for that one. Uh, Andrew will be back too so i'm sure he'll have a lot of pent-up sports stuff that he wants to talk about so that'll Will be there good be less
1: cursing we don't know because this man's gonna be coming in like the incredible hulk yeah well, not only did he uh have to endure the bar exam he had to endure us yeah attacking his namesake
0: <laughs> oh yeah he's gonna he'll have something he'll have something good so yeah yeah that's 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 it folks that's all i got check us out on everything else twitters and our TikTok does pretty well actually. I need to post more on TikTok. I need to to get get hip with the fellow kids out there. All right. <laughs> Bye everybody.
1: Take care.